Hello and welcome to Cineversal Nerds, episode two. Uh, today we're going to talk about our top five favorite TV shows. I'm not as familiar with a lot of TV shows as I am with movies. Uh, that's more your territory. I do remember watching a lot as a kid. You know, I had one of those old box TVs that sat on the floor um, that are crazy heavy. And I would just lay on the floor and just watch TV for hours, Saturday morning cartoons. I mean, like any kid in the 80s. And um, my list was really tough to make. Um, and only one out of the five shows is actually a show that I binge watch on a service program. Uh, the other shows I actually watched weekly, like shows were meant to be. It's different now that you can watch shows uh, and binge them all in one sitting or or two sittings like on Netflix or yeah, we get spoiled. Um, so, you know, I understand the convenience, um, of binge watching, but I, I still am a fan of, uh, waiting a week and taking the episode in and then getting excited for the next week. So. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I'm definitely, uh, more of a TV nerd than a movie nerd. I mean, I do love movies, don't get me wrong, but I just watch way more TV than I do movies. Are you a binger or are you a weekly? Um, I'm a binger. I do have certain things I watch, you know, weekly, but I, I mostly like to wait and binge. You know, like if it is a weekly show, I wait, I let it build a little bit to like three to four episodes and then I binge it and then wait, you know, um, just because I, I'm impatient. <laughs> That's understandable. <laughs> I just feel the weekly shows are better, at least if you're an avid social media person. Because if you, um, you know, if everybody does the weekly shows, then there's less chance of spoilers by some asshole on the internet. And everybody is on that same level of knowledge of that episode. And you can kind of talk about it and then talk about theories on what's happening on the next episode. I don't know, but... Yeah, I totally understand the the binging thing, and like like I said, I'm guilty of it. There are shows that I totally binged, um, so I, I like both, I guess. Um, start this off by saying, what did you watch last? And since this is a TV show edition, what TV show or shows have you watched recently? Um, I have been into which is ended now. It just finished its last episode. It's called Younger. Um, hmm. It's just about a lady who is um, going through like a divorce and she's like trying to get a job, but she's too old. She's like 40. So she has to lie about her age and says she's 26, goes back to work. So everybody thinks she's 26. And then it's like a huge lie, whatever. That's why it's called Younger. But it's really good. I like it. Um, who's in that show? Um, Hillary Duff is oh. a main person that I know other than that. Oh, and... Um, Oh, gosh. What is her name? She's from Beethoven. Like the dog movie? Yeah. <laughs> um, she's in a lot of stuff, but I can't think of her name. Um, you would know her. Oh, Beethoven. Yeah. I love that movie. Charles Grodin recently passed away, the father in those, those oh, movies. Yeah. Oh, he was great. Debbie Mazur. Or, or... Oh, yeah. She's in um, Empire Records. Okay, yeah. Like, I know she's in other things, but I just remember yeah. her in Beethoven, oh. you know. Oh. I don't even remember her in Beethoven. Oh, it's Beethoven's wow. second, oh, okay. actually. Well, that's yeah, why. Because she's got the female dog that mates <laughs> Beethoven, and they have whatever, Typical yeah. sequel dog thing. Yeah, I think so Homer, she's Homer in that. Um, there's not really uh, Nico Tortorella. I don't mm. know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But, not uh, a lot of, like, 
That's okay. They're up and comers. Uh, maybe they'll be famous ten years from now. Um, what channel is it on? What do you What do you watch it on? Um, I watch it on Paramount Plus. Oh, recently. so you're binging. Yes, I am binging. Yes. <laughs> well, it was on Hulu for a while because I think it was on some weird channel. Um, I don't know what. It was like a channel I didn't get normally, but yeah. But it recently came to Paramount Plus, so I've been binging it, and it just finished its new episode, which came out weekly, actually, the seventh season. I just okay. have not finished seventh it. Seventh season, never I'm like heard of it. Five episodes away. Okay. Good being done. All right. Any anything else? Any other show? Um, I hate to admit this, but Survivor. It's okay. It's a long show. It's been on forever. Yeah. I just recently got that. into it, and I like reality shows. And um, The Challenge is also another show, which is on my honorable mentions because it's so good, and I recommend it. MTV, The Challenge. Um, but I watch that regularly, too, and you watch that recently. All right. All right. Um oh, man, CT. <laughs> Uh, the last two shows I watched uh, actually are both on Disney Plus. I, I, one of them I just finished watching. I started watching weekly when it came out, but then I kind of forgot about them and then kind of just wrapped it up. And that was the Mighty Ducks, the Game Changers new okay, show. I have not watched that yet. Um, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's definitely aimed aimed towards kids being on Disney Plus, but you know it also attracts the fans of the three movies from the '90s because Emilio Estevez is still in it as Gordon Bombay, although he's not really the main focus. The main focus is Lauren Graham. I think she's on that. Was on that show, Gilmore Girls. Yep, I think. I, yep. Um, and it's her son. And Parenthood. Okay, so her son. Um, Bad Santa. Yes, this is true, yeah. yeah. Um, well, anyways, she's uh, she's our main character, and she's the coach of these new uh, ragtag group of kids that are terrible at hockey. Um, they're called the Don't Bothers. Um, the uh, It kind of does a reversal thing where the ducks in this show are actually more bully-like characters. Um, they're, they are like the professional kid team that wins all the tournaments, but the their coach and the way they are they're not as fun and lovable so uh, the, the the first episode don't worry i won't get into too many spoilers i mean the kid he tries out for the ducks and they cut him and he doesn't want to give up on hockey so he forms his own team with his mom and a bunch of kids in school that like are outcasts that don't have any friends but they ultimately try to you know, it's the same beats of the movies. It's just yeah. kind of swapped a little. And Gordon Bombay is this guy that owns an ice rink, and he's a little different from his character in the movies. He's he's older now. He actually doesn't like kids. He hates hockey, and <laughs> you know, it takes takes a little bit, but he he eventually turns around. But uh, yeah, it was very nice. Um, there's some good um, moments that remind you of the movies. Um, the last, the very last episode of the season, I think, or I thought was perfect to wrap it up and i do hope that they continue and make more seasons yeah i'll definitely have to check it out i do recommend it um so i also watched uh, episode one of loki the new marvel show uh okay. these filler episodes between the movies of, of phase four 
I won't talk any spoilers in case anybody. Yeah, um, definitely not. Oh, of course not. But Mar- Marvel <laughs> shows for a are Marvel like, show. Like, Marvel and Star Wars and Game of Thrones are like those shows that well, I know Game of Thrones is over, but like there were those shows that you just you'd feel like a total asshole if you just yeah. <laughs> spoiled anything. And I don't like spoilers, and I don't like looking up answers to to questions and movies I'm about to see. Although I know people that do that purposely. Um. But Loki, it was good. Um, it does, people. yeah, it does. I will say because the trailers do show it does take place right after uh, the events of Endgame, uh, when the Avengers go back in time to 2012, the Battle of New York, and they and he, like, they mess up. They, yeah, they mess yeah. up trying to retrieve the Tesseract, and he takes it and zaps out of there. So the mm-hmm. show takes place right at that moment. Okay, that's kind of um, cool. It's pretty funny. They uh, Owen Wilson joins the MCU as a oh, character, gosh. and it's he great. He's actually someone he, I I do not like very well. You you <laughs> might like him in the show. He's quite Except he's delightful. Um, I love him in Wedding Crashers. It's nice to see him again. Uh, yeah, it's it's worth the watch. It's funny. Uh, it's not very action packed or anything, but it does answer some questions and it opens up um, a little more into who Loki is. And what he's trying to be, what is his purpose, you know. Yeah. Not too much. And there's definitely a lot of Easter eggs out in the background. So it's definitely one of those shows where you gotta where you can like look in the back and be like, Oh, I see that. I, I think that might happen. It's definitely a show you can analyze the okay. hell out of. Um and it is fifty two minutes. Oh, including that's... including credits. No, it that's doesn't nice. have like ten minute credits like WandaVision had, but it's uh it's different. And how many episodes are I think be? it's gonna be six episodes. Oh. I think um that is the I know that's the, six hours, and I shouldn't it's complain, the standard. but, you know... I well, just, you think of it as, like, two or three movies. I know, that's true. Like, I guess all the other ones were, like... I think if you watch WandaVision. WandaVision without any of the credits and just edit it together, it will feel like two movies, and I think that's fine. Same with yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier, so... Which were both great. Yeah. And I think after Loki is going to be the What If series. Um, very excited about that one. It's animated, and it's all these okay. stories of uh, What If... Uh, it's based on a series of comics. Like, what if Peggy took the super soldier serum in in the in the forties and not Steve, and oh, she became the okay. super soldier? What if uh, Yondu and the Ravagers didn't kidnap young Peter Quill? Instead, they kidnapped young T'Challa, and T'Challa of Wakanda became Star Lord. So it's a bunch of these little animated shorts, and uh, the original cast. Like Downey and Samuel Jackson, Chris Evans, they're all voicing these characters. Okay, yeah, so that sounds really interesting, actually. It, it will be the last performance by Chadwick Boseman, uh, Black Panther. He did Aww. record for that show, and that was the last thing he did for Marvel. Rest in peace, sir. Yeah, that's sad. Okay. Now, to move away from that sad okay. thing, <laughs> we'll get into our <laughs> favorite shows and... Like the movies, we do have some honorable mentions. I have a lot of honorable mentions. I probably As won't list all do of them. I, I but, have 12. Uh, Actually, 13 because I added younger, but I already talked about that. So we'll just... I have 11. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty close. <laughs> um, so go ahead. What are your some of your honorable mentions, Jesse? Um, first one is um, Harley Quinn, the new animated Harley Quinn show. Um, uh, HBO Max. Yes, HBO Max. It's actually rated R. It's hilarious. Like, everyone swears. Everyone's dropping the F-bomb. And it's just, like, really funny to see DC, you know, characters 
like that, I guess. Mm. Um, I like it. I love it. You know, this, it was only two seasons so far, but um, I, you know, binge watched it very quickly. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's on my list. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. Especially if you, you know, like DC and Batman and stuff. You know, Batman is in it, but it's mostly, you know, obviously centered around Harley Quinn and her trying to outshine the Joker because they're, you know, broken up. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not going to give too much spoilers, but... So basically, she's just trying to find a crew and make a, her, a name for herself, basically. That's good. Kind of like the Bird's Prey movie a little bit. Yes, but better. Okay. Oh, right. That was yeah. very good. <laughs> Way better. Um, I mean, it, it, it had its moments, but I you know, ultimately didn't like it. But I, but I am excited for that new Suicide Suicide Squad movie yeah. um, with Harley Quinn. And it is rated R, directed by James Gunn. And it looks like it's going to be more fun and more over the top with violence and swearing and stuff. And I'm so. all And King Shark. That. And that's what I love about this <laughs> show, too, is it's just like so violent. Some of the stuff is like, you're like, what the hell is happening? But I okay. love it. And uh uh, Kaylee, um, I always slaughter her last name. Uh, Coco, Coco or something from Big yeah, Bang Theory. Yeah, she is. Yes, yeah, she's the voice of Harley. Right. So I think at one point they wanted her to be the actual live action Harley Quinn, or maybe it was just for the voice. That would have been great, but I mean, Margot Robbie is also great. She was. Is she is? Yeah. Um. All right. So you put a cartoon as an honorable mention. I have a cartoon. I have two cartoons, three cart. sorry, three cartoons for my honorable mentions, and I think one of my honorable mentions is in your top five, so I won't uh, touch too much on it. It was tough. I was going to put it in my top five because I grew up with this show, and it's still on to this day, sure and it's so good. It you could We could actually yeah. make a whole episode yeah. on just I- this show. <laughs> I do understand that there are some haters of this show, and I'm not going to judge. You know, you like what you like. Um, nope, you're a true fan. You would hate. <laughs> But, um, like, I get it, but it's just, I I always thought it was great um, when you compare it to other shows. And it's The Simpsons, by yeah, the way. Yeah, we'll talk um, about it later for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, a lot of people will compare it to, like, Family Guy, um, things like that. And Family Guy's funny, but Family Guy re- re- really... Family Guy ain't got shit on The Simpsons. <laughs> it, okay? it is definitely more vulgar than The Simpsons, so maybe that... That has is a reason why some people like it more because they take chances. Maybe kind of like how South Park does. Maybe, but, but they have a lot of like weird filler stuff too, which they, I don't like. They have a Family Guy heavily relies on um, pop culture references and making fun of other movies and shows. But The Simpsons has always been original. I, I mm. they do have their fair share of pop culture stuff, right. but they have their own original Guest like characters and, and things, yeah. and it's it just it's better it's better written in my opinion but i won't talk too much about that so um (laughs) another cartoon uh, i really got into but this definitely is a very divisive cartoon i've spoke to a lot of people about it and they most of them did not like it (laughs) but they also don't really like the comedian that created the show um so that's understandable you don't like the creator you're not going to like a show and that's f is for family Okay, uh, I know cre- you said to check that out. I have not yet. It's At first, I don't know why I thought you were going to say Big Mouth for a moment. You know, I haven't even seen that. Oh my god, it's I hear so it's good. Great. I, it's I just haven't so seen. So great, it. yeah. I, See, should, I don't that watch many been my, shows. I know that should have been in my uh, honorable mentions, um, but I forget. I'll, I'll add it to the list. F is for Family is very funny. It's basically a family that lives in the seventies and going through normal family things. It's created by Bill Burr. And I love Bill Burr. His comedy is very funny. But like I said, not a lot of people like him. So you're definitely not going to like the show. But 
it's such a truthful look at what it would be like um, being as a part of this family in the 70s because it deals with real world events that happen around that time but it, it's definitely over the top and hilarious and gross i mean there's <laughs> nudity and violence and swearing and it's it's ridiculous but i don't know what it is it was just very entertaining yeah i'll definitely have to check that out it's on netflix what else you got oh my gosh i got so much i don't even like <laughs> we I'm don't trying need to, to say all 12 13 of them but just uh, just a couple of them okay well um disenchantment I've heard another of that. one, which is great. Um, Shit's Creek. You know, I everybody says I should watch it. I know, everybody, it. it's like, everybody loves it, and I've never, well, I guess I can't say I've never heard of someone not liking it. I there, There's someone I work with that said that they just couldn't get into yeah, it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know someone who said that they watched, like, the first few seasons and they were like oh my god this is hilarious and then they like took a break and came back to it and they were like what were we thinking and i'm like what are you thinking because it's so great <laughs> david I'll, is I'll, life I'll i just i love it and um it's just funny and at first i really didn't think i was gonna like it because you know it's a, a different kind of humor but it's great but and it's I a think. way for people to say shit yeah <laughs> well especially when the mayor is named roland shit <laughs> oh that's that's perfect <laughs> yeah. it's just great and it has a lot of you know crude humor too but it, it's it's definitely worth a watch and i recommend it all right all right i think it's also on netflix yes too, also on netflix all seasons okay all right um, it is over now couple of my favorite um honorable mentions like i said the list was so hard to make and now when i'm talking about these honorable mentions i'm almost thinking maybe they should have been in my top five and not honorable mentions oh, but know. you know if i had like, a top, been like a top 10 top 10 yeah, yeah something like that <laughs> well another honorable mention is how i met your mother i love that show i uh i recently watched the or binged watch friends on hbo max and there's a lot of that and how i met your mother are very similar uh yeah. just a bunch of friends that live close to each other in new york and going through normal early 20s things but for some reason how i met your mother i think did it a little better um friends ten, friends was kind of relatable drives me nuts a little bit but, i'm not gonna lie well, yeah, i but do so love did, how i met your mother but so though. did ross that, yeah i guess <laughs> they're yes, kind of the same that is true um, but how i met your mother has barney <laughs> yeah and he's awesome <laughs> no, i do love that show and i you know i remember um i'm pretty sure i watched the last season weekly when it came out yeah i did i watched the first few seasons uh when it was on tv every week and uh me i lived with some friends and we would um kind of plan that would be like how i met your mother night make sure we recorded if we're not there type of thing <laughs> and then the dvds came out and i bought all the all the sets and i can still rewatch it to this day it's it's just so funny there's a lot of references barney's hilarious the characters are well developed the ending i know i understand uh, a lot of people didn't like the ending but come on i mean ever since the beginning you knew he was eventually going to end up with robin come on yeah just like friends ross and rachel yeah exactly so. <laughs> it's always going to be that no matter what yeah. um but uh funny enough how i met your mother um couple episodes and the last season I think we're partially responsible for uh, the inspiration to create one of the shows in my top five, which I will get to later. Okay. Um, I think a couple more honorable mentions might be okay, right? Okay. Yeah, I think with as much as we have. That's okay. uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, which one do I talk 
out. I know. I just, like, like, that's why I'm I, like, oh, well, maybe I'll just mention a name. But not Parks and Recreation it. is on my top five, or my honorable mentions. And that is in my top five. Okay, I won't talk about yeah. it, but that that's a good show. I binged the hell out of that one. It's funny. That's Leslie right. Nope is annoying at first, but eventually oh you God, learn to love I her. I love her. You learn to love yes. her. Yes. But she, she, is, for president. she is kind of annoying because she's such an overachiever, perky, perky yeah, person. But like, then you have like, uh, what's what's her name? The um, April. Yeah, you have April, who's like <laughs> complete opposite of her. And and I like her. And then you have dumbass Chris Pratt in there. I mean, a lot of and these then you characters. Got Ron. Ron is the best character. Oh my God, he is. Down. That episode we'll, where he, well, I know, we'll talk about we'll later. We'll talk more about When he's that, trying to so. eat that banana, that is like the best. Um, I also recently watched Supernatural. Uh, that show. Oh, see, I have not finished that, but I, I do love that show. I'm I, only in the sixth season. I won't then. spoil. Um, I never seen it. I remember when it was on TV. Um, I don't. I forget what channel it was on. A CW. Okay, and uh, it didn't realize it ran for 15 seasons, and it's got like over 300 episodes at like an hour apiece. That's yeah, ridiculous. It, it takes a long time to watch them. It all. does, and at first, and I even restarted it so. That's what has taken me so long. Actually, I have too, because my dad is interested in it, <laughs> yeah. so we're watching it. Um, but I told it's... Josh I was not restarting it again if he was interested. <laughs> I, I felt like it was going to be too repetitive and get stale after a while, because for a while, I mean, yes, the characters are great. You do watch because of the brothers and the, their brotherly love and their relationship and stuff. Um, they're not the greatest actors, but they're believable in their parts. Um, the, it's... You know, because every episode, I mean, the whole show has a, a main storyline that they get closer and closer to every episode. But every episode is filled with the monster hunt of the week. Um, and I felt like if that's going to be every single episode, that's going to get kind of stale after yeah. a while. But it does. It does change. So I, I watched it to the end. Um, but that that could be a whole nother episode, too. And maybe we'll wait to do a Supernatural episode when Jesse finishes it. Yeah, in a year or two. <laughs> it is a long show. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got? Um, uh, Killing Eve, which a lot of people have not heard of this I show. I am one of them. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, I think it's on TBS. Hmm. Um, which is like, you think that a network wouldn't have something like this? Um, I guess it doesn't say where it's from, but it is basically about like an assassin who, and this, uh, CIA agent, I think she's in the CIA or FBI. Um, but basically her name's the assassin's name is Villanelle. Oh, BBC. Okay. It's on BBC America. Thank you. I just forget. I knew it was on a weird channel that like, I know a lot of people like wouldn't watch it on. But Villanelle is literally like a villain you just like love to love, even though she's so evil and does like the most ridiculous things. And so love to love, not love to hate. No, because you don't hate her. Oh, okay. You just like love her because she's so hilarious and oh, okay. over the top. So is it a... even though she's like evil? Like, is it like a drama show or is it? Um, I would say it's kind of a drama show. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Older show, newer show. Um, it's newer. Hmm. Um, it just had its third season that I watched and there's a fourth season coming next year. That's the final season. And I think it's done after that. Um, but Sandra O oh plays Eve. Oh, um, she's also from Grand Grey's Anatomy, which is one of my honorable mentions too, but. And sideways that movie. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. It's okay. But 
I definitely recommend it. It's like a little strange and and I think that's why I love it because it's just like so different than any show that I've ever watched. Um, that's great. Nothing wrong with strange. Yeah, and basically Villanelle and Eve kind of become like obsessed with each other and um, so they're like, you know, Villanelle's going around and, you know, doing hits and stuff and Sandra O's oh kind of like following her and like, I don't know. It's great. I definitely, definitely recommend it. All right, give it a try. Right. I'll give it a tr- is just, it on a ch- like a streaming service? Um, or? I think it's on Hulu. Don't quote okay. me on that. Um, I just had it recorded, so that's how I watched it. All right, but all I right. think it actually Killing I did Eve. watch the first of two seasons on Hulu, so I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu. Okay, you'll have to text me about yeah. that later. I'm gonna give, forget. Give it a few episodes if you don't like it within the first couple. Definitely give it a few. All right, all right. Um, Two, two shows on my honorable mentions, I'm going to say at the same time, because they're both created by the same person, um, and I really like his writing, I like his characters, they're just disturbing and messed up, I don't know what it is, um, and both of them, well one of them was so close to being on my top five, because it's, uh, it's, it's just, man, <laughs> it's so messed up, and that's Nip Tuck, um, that show ended, um, I can't remember I think the I've creators. Seen a few episodes, like years, I think it's Ryan like, like, Murphy that created it, and uh, I think they have six seasons. It's or five or six seasons, and it's just so good. It's about like the most dysfunctional family, and they go through the most messed up things uh, while these two guys are trying to run a successful plastic surgery business. And it's just you know every episode it basically is like a different person that wants something done uh in plastic surgery and there's a lot of crazy cameos like rosie o'donnell like there's there's cameos from people like that you wouldn't that they they play characters that are not the usual characters they would play isn't cast from supernatural um, in nip tuck um you know no something? no um okay. it because the the other show that ryan murphy created after nip tuck was American Horror Story. So there's a lot of characters in the American Horror Story side characters that are in Nip Tuck as well. They might be on Supernatural. You know, going through Supernatural, there's a lot of random TV people that just are just are destined to be in all these different messed up TV shows. Yeah, I, thought, um, I thought so. Well, at least nobody in the main family are in Supernatural. But um, no, Nip Tuck is fantastic. First, first two seasons, some of the best writing. Um, Ever. It, it's it's great it gets really ridiculous towards the end but you just keep watching because it's so just messed up <laughs> it's crazy um american horror story almost got on top five as well because i really enjoy that series even though each season you can kind of take separate that's even though they, my honorable I, mentions as well even though so. they can they are sort of connected some of them are connected i don't know but um i've enjoyed all the seasons i, I i'd say my least favorite is coven um, I know there's a lot of fans that love Coven, and I'm not disrespecting. I it's just want I want to love Coven I because I into... love witchy things. But see, I'm not it... a big witchy person, oh, see, so that's I probably am... why I didn't really care for it. Read a lot of witch books when I was a kid or younger, so. But every season, they they really push the envelope on what they can show on TV. I mean, I think it's on FX, so they can definitely Apocalypse. get away with some things. Apocalypse yeah. was great. It does a have a season. connection to another season, but I'm not going to get into it too many spoilers. It redeemed itself for Coven. Um, okay. My favorite is Asylum, season two. It's so depressing and grim and gross, and I don't know what it is. I just I guess I have this thing with 
if it's horror related anything that has to do with a mental asylum that's just great for me yeah josh and i actually just recently watched that i think a few months ago because he has never seen the second season what do you think um i think he liked it never thought i'd see spock from star trek the new star trek as this you know doctor by day serial killer by night character (laughs) (laughs) he did a really good job um Everybody did a great job. Jessica Lang, I love her. I wish she was in more I miss seasons. Her. Yeah. Um, there's a new one coming out, but I haven't. I don't know what it's called, but I know that uh, they're bringing like I think Evan Peters is back in yeah, it. Yeah, I thought Macaulay it was about Culkin. Sirens, but I could be wrong. Don't know. Macaulay Culkin has joined the cast, so I'm interested to see what oh, he's going to yeah, do. Oh yeah, definitely. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, great, great show. Um, and then I can I can talk about uh, my guilty pleasure show. Do you have a guilty pleasure show? Always. I have a guilty pleasure show. I love it. I own all the seasons, um, even a couple of the spinoffs, and that is Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I grew up with Saved by the Bell. It is a 90s show, but it when you great. watch it, it feels like it was made in the 80s. I've watched all of it except for <laughs> it, college. It feels like it was a decade um, like late <laughs> um, with its uh, hairstyles and lingo and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's It's got this after-school special... Um, type like lessons to be learned and things like that um uh, as a kid growing up i idolized zach morris but like knowing now you know watching it as an adult i felt i was a dumb kid because zach morris just like that show (laughs) zach morris is trash he's terrible he's a horrible person Um, (laughs) they're all pretty bad but they they look out for each other sometimes but they all pretty they're all toxic in their own way um there really isn't a straight arrow uh, character on that whole show, but I don't know what it is. I just love the the cheesiness of that show. I, I like the college years. It wasn't very good, but I still liked it because it still had Zach and Slater and Screech and Kelly and then some almost new, everybody. New, almost yeah. everybody. Um, <laughs> no, Mister Belding. I, I never got into the the original show, which. Um, it, when they released them on DVD, they called it Saved by the Bell, but it was Good actually morning. called Good Morning, Miss yeah. Bliss, I, which was about the teachers. I never got into that. I've seen a couple I episodes. It. I thought Miss Bliss was great. Haley Mills, yeah. the original Parent and Trap. I, wish, I was like really sad when they went to the next season. That's why it was so confusing when I was like trying to figure out what season was what, because they include Good Morning, Miss Bliss as season one, even though it's not called Saved by the Bell. Right, it's a little weird. I think they use the Saved by the Bell to make it sell better. Yeah, probably. Um, But yeah, I thought she was great. And that awesome theme song, Saved by the Bell, it's awesome. Until you hear it and you're binge watching it and you hear it for over the and over and over again. Time. That's yeah, that's fine. There's no <laughs> skipping that one. Um, and then they had the Say by the Bell, the new class, which I never watched, but it did have Screech and Mr. Belding. And those two, funny enough, trivia here, uh, Screech and Mr. Belding are the only two characters that have appeared in every kind of Say by the Bell show. Okay. Good morning, Miss Bliss. To the regular Say by the Bell, the college years. I mean, Belding was in one episode of The College Years, which was at the end, Zach and Kelly's, um, before they got married. Okay. And um, the new class. So that's pretty interesting and sad at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what is your guilty pleasure show? And then we can get into our top five. Uh, Grey's Anatomy. I will say it. It's ridiculous and over the top as well. But you just get so sucked into those characters and the drama. And then I, like, cry. And then, yeah, I just... Except the last few seasons 
have been kind of going downhill, especially this newest season that's on. I, I can't. Like, I, I haven't even... I think I'm behind, like, three or four episodes because I just can't. That's a long show, too, isn't it? Uh, I think it's on the... Um, Oh gosh, what season? Seventeen. Good lord, and those are hour-long like episodes too. Yeah. Oh my god. It's well, sur- technically like forty-two minutes. It surpassed you know, Supernatural. But... I thought that was a long yeah. show. Wow. <laughs> I know, and then they're just getting so ridiculous at this point that I'm just like, Ugh. and then they're like, keep characters keep dying. I mean, I don't want to give a bunch of spoilers. How many but... stories can you make out of a hospital? Yeah, I know, <laughs> but the first like ten seasons are are great, and I just love them. But yeah, it. The last few of Hulk, but I've never seen it. It is a guilty I, pleasure. I don't have much desire to see it. Yeah. No offense. <laughs> that's um, okay. I don't blame you. I don't blame anyone. Honestly, that's the only thing I won't judge if you don't like. I know Patrick Dempsey anatomy. is in it. Yep. Um, a lot a of people like him. Mm-hmm. Um, McDreamy. I was a fan of Patrick Dempsey before in the '80s when he played nerd characters like Can't Buy Me Love oh, and Lover I love Boy that and movie. Meatballs Three. I mean. That's Red where I liked lawnmower. him. Yeah, I think it was when he did Scream Three is when he transitioned, like, like tra- transitioned mm. into being the guy that girls yeah. could really like. <laughs> I did not like him in some in uh, what was it Transformers Three? Oh yeah, <laughs> he was a uh, throwaway character. You didn't need to be in there. I think yeah. he was just in there to kind of get him a little extra money to. <laughs> Do something else. Yeah, but I loved I love Enchanted. I just watched that recently. Actually, he's in that. I don't know okay. if you've ever seen it, but it's great. Uh, no, but I, I I know what it is. It's uh, um uh, but Amy Adams, mm-hmm. James Marsden. Yeah, it's, it's like a live like action Snow like White, Disney like Princess kind of, type movie. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think there's a sequel to that coming. Coming up yep, to Disney Plus, I think like next year or so. And a Hocus Pocus too. There's yeah. all these. Disney Plus is opening the doors to all these older well, movies. Well, yeah, and, and then I just saw sequels. this list of all these movies that are becoming live action from cartoons, and I'm like, it's not really well, necessary. I mean, but Disney's been doing that. Yeah, but this is like, oh, God, they're like doing almost every cartoon animated movie. New generation, new fans. They need to keep it alive. So I get it, and will I watch it? Absolutely. <laughs> but I... is it necessary? Probably not. No, but... but, I mean, might as well. Like I said, new generation, new fans. Yeah keep the label going maybe that's true you know sometimes movie companies have to make sequels that we don't want or reboots of things just so they can hold on to the license of that specific film or else they lose it so they like this is completely i mean it's a completely different film series than what we what you're talking about but like the hellraiser movies there there was a company that owned the hellraiser franchise and they and children of the corn and they were about to lose both of the those licenses so they spit out these terrible straight to video cheap budget movies uh in the series and they were crap but they put it out so they were able to keep the license and keep going so then they can like spend time and write a reboot of i don't know what they're doing but that's that's a reason for some of these yeah disney might be different but who knows Okay, well, that was a lot of honorable mentions. Um, This might be a longer episode than the first episode, but that's okay. Um, It's still fun to talk about this stuff. So now we're going to get into our top five favorite shows of all time. Now, these shows, just like my top five movies, I can rewatch all of these shows. Um, Me too. Only one out of the five shows I've I've chosen are is long longer than the rest, but I can still rewatch it. It's uh. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's the dog um 
it just I I, I love it? it. Um, just like movies, I can rewatch them and find things I don't notice before. I can put it on in the background while I'm doing something else, like cleaning or something like that, and I can still enjoy it. Um, one out of my five shows, which I'll talk last, is actually the only show on the list that is still going. Uh, the other four shows have completely ended. Um, one of them was canceled, which I'm still mad about to this day, but, you know, that's that's life, I guess. Um, Story so, of my life. Well, Jesse, <laughs> I will let you start with your top five. Okay. No particular order. Well, the first one is still ongoing, and it only has two seasons, so it's crazy to say that it is one of my favorite shows, but it's just so well done that it is a show that I can rewatch over and over again which is The Mandalorian. People out there do not hate me. I have not seen it. I have Disney Plus. Oh I just God, haven't watched you have it. To. And no, it's not just because Baby Yoda of uh-huh. why I love The Mandalorian. Is but you he love a reason? it even more because. I know. He is just like seriously the freaking cutest thing and everything he does. I'm just like, I just love and I just want to cry that he's so cute. And I'm but like, that's not his name, right? Show him. It's. Yeah, but I don't want to give spoilers away for people who haven't seen the second season. But I know, I know his it, name and I haven't seen it. I know. Well, you read a lot online, too, you crazy person. But, but yeah. It was accidental. I wasn't seeking it out. So, basically, after the stories of Jango and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. So, um, five years, to be exact. Um, we follow the travels of a lone bounty hunter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic, which this was written and created by um, John Favreau. Is mm-hmm. that how you say his name? Yeah. Who most people will know him from a lot of stuff, but mostly as Happy in Iron Man. And he also directed Spider-Man. Iron Man oh, 1 okay. and 2. Yeah, and, I did not know that. Uh, Cowboys and Aliens directed that one. Really? Yeah. Well, he also did the new Lion King yeah, yeah, so, and Jungle Book. Yeah, hey, he's got an interesting resume. But yeah. he, he also was an, um, an actor. I mean, he still is, but like he was, he was on Friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, Monica, one of Monica's. Uh... Yeah, the the chef. Yeah. yeah okay. And, uh, Swingers with yeah, Vince Vaughn. Great movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I one of the reasons why I love The Mandalorian is just because the story is just so good. And I've always been a fan of Boba Fett and, like, Bounty Hunters, and I always just thought that was a cool concept, and I always wished that they did more with him. I mean, he's in the old, you know, the he original. He is a cool character, for right. sure. And, he's just you know, not in it much. Exactly. Like, uh, But I was just, when I was a kid, I just always loved Boba Fett, which, ironically, I'm wearing a Boba Fett shirt right now. That's a cool shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's a starry night with yeah. Boba Fett on it. That's pretty cool. So, but, he's got a jetpack. Um, yeah, so I've always been a fan. So when this show came out, you know, and... My husband and I, you know, are already fans of Star Wars, big Star Wars nerds, like, and, um... So this show was perfect for you guys. Yes, and I, I loved everything about it. I loved the the feel of it, like, um, like the tone and just all the characters and just the storyline and, you know, and just, it was interesting to actually follow a bounty hunter around and, like, on his travels and how he does things and... You know, in his world, I just thought it was really good. Question. Um, does the Mandalorian have a name, or is he just the Mandalorian? It's just the Mandalorian. 
That's pretty badass. Does he ever remove his helmet, or does he keep it on like like? Dread, I don't like want to spoil. Anything. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, no more like, questions. Just right, in I'll case just someone it. hasn't it's... watched it, but it was like, <laughs> okay, I will say he does like one time, and like I literally always thought I'm like, oh man, I I like him. Like yeah. I know the actor that plays him. Yeah, but I just wondered. and well, most people would know him from Game of Thrones, and um, Kings, you know, Kingsman but then he it, like he takes it off, and I'm like, put it back on, put it back on, put it back on. And I was like, you're ruining it. Ruins it. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like. I just, I couldn't, so, but yeah, he does, um, but I'm not going to say when, so that's still a secret. Okay, yeah, I'll watch it, um, it is on my list, I got all these shows that I need to watch, it's for sure. All yeah. right, Mandalorian, yeah, I hope it keeps going, I'm pretty sure it will, it's pretty successful, I mean, it basically, like, kept Disney Plus alive for a while, um, and then these Marvel shows came out, and is now keeping it going more. Yeah, which um, something I thought was cool is like it's like the first production ever to use real time rendering and a video wall in camera sets or camera sets. It was shot in like a soundstage called the Volume. Awesome! Sounds like a, like a club. Yeah, it's like basically <laughs> like a, a giant club. stage with high definition video screens, and it allows like any kind of landscape or setting to be projected on the screen, allowing actors to seamlessly perform in any surroundings. Um, yeah. So they exist in real time. So uh, basically meaning nothing needs to be added in post-production. So. That's great. You know, I'm, I'm very impressed with a lot of these Disney shows that are coming out like, like that. And like I've seen clips of it and uh, the Marvel shows, their production about like the, the, like the budget for these shows are great. Yeah. They all look great. They yeah, all look like the amazing. movies. I will definitely have to check it out, Mandalorian. And you do recommend it to all that haven't seen it, correct? Yes, definitely. I mean, it wouldn't be in my top five if I wasn't going to recommend it. All right, all right. Um, all right, one of, one of my favorite shows, uh, It Ended, um, is Burn Notice. It came out in 2007 on the USA Network. Uh, it lasted for seven seasons. It was created by Matt Nix, who also created the marvel x-men spinoff show the gifted um the the term burn notice uh it refers to a way to discredit or announce the dismissal of agents who are considered unreliable by intelligence agencies uh, when the agents are burned they lose all connections to their formal organizations and left without access to money and help they basically no longer have an identity and they're kind of forced to just be where they are um, and this show is about uh, Michael Weston, who was a spy, and he was in a, you know doing a mission, and then just got burned for no reason, and he has to spend uh, the majority of the show in Florida, a place he didn't really want to be. And the the main plot of the show is to basically figure out why and who burned him. And every episode, you know, there's these filler things where he uses his skills of being a spy to help local people in Florida. Um, solve things, uh, kidnappings or um, heists or anything like that. Um, I, I like the, the show. Is, it's just very, I don't know what it is. It's, it's action-packed. It's well-made. The characters are great. Um, there's only like five main characters, but you learn everything about them from the beginning to the end, and you feel for them. You get really into it. Jeffrey Donovan plays Michael Weston. He's done a few movies uh, here and there. Um uh, I guess his the only starring role I can think of he was in was Blair Witch 2. 
<laughs> Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two. Oh, um, but he was in other <laughs> things too. But but the Bird Notice is definitely his his best thing he's ever done, and he's he's our char- our main character. Um, but I like he narrates a lot of the episodes. He narrates um, the the missions that he goes on, uh, the way he tries to handle these missions. It's basically like a how to guide. I mean he. He, he narrates about how the weapons he uses or how to make, you know, bombs or, uh, like, scanning devices out of just random crap in your garage. I mean, it's kind of like a top-secret MacGyver-type guy. <laughs> I mean, he, it's very fascinating. And he's got some friends. He's got Bruce Campbell, one of my favorite actors of all time, from the Evil Dead movies, as a FBI informant slash ex-Navy SEAL named Sam That's Max. really why you like the show. Of it? course. I totally <laughs> had to watch it. And it's one of and it's one of Bruce Campbell's best works to this day. Now, I'll always love him in the Evil Dead movies and all these other really cheesy movies that he's done just because I like him. But his like good acting is, is, the, is Burn Notice, for sure. Uh, Gabriella Anwar is in it as the femme fatale. She plays Fiona, ex-girlfriend of Michael Weston, and she is a trigger-happy lunatic, knows all about guns. Uh, it also has Sharon Gless, who plays uh, Michael Weston's mom, and she's very a mom-type character, so very annoying to Weston, but lovable to everybody else. And she was actually on a few episodes of Nip Tuck, and she played a really crazy character on that. And then uh, later we get a character uh, named Jesse Porter, played by Kobe Bell from the show The Game. Um, he's a great addition, just another spy that got burnt as well. But it's it's really good, especially if you really get into these characters and you get to that last season, every single thing that happens, it, it affects you. You get so emotional about it when, when people get hurt or people die. Like, you really feel it because you're, you you love these characters. Like Grey's Anatomy. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to judge you on Grey's Anatomy. No, There's... honestly, it's any show, but I'm just joking. Any show, I feel like that. Interesting tidbit. The creators of the show do claim to get a lot of their tech and the, the stories about their tech and the, the missions from a real-life spy named Michael Wilson. Sorry for name-dropping that. If anybody's listening, don't go trying to assassinate that guy. Um, I'm not Who involved. might be uh, the actual person that Michael Weston was designed after. So... Who knows? Or it could just be a dumb rumor the creator said in the commentaries just to get people thinking, and then it was just a big joke. Who knows? But I wouldn't be surprised. So you're like, don't quote me. (laughs) But yeah, Burn Notice, it it was great. Seven seasons, totally worth it. Um, Especially if you like the spy genre, the action genre. There's a lot of great humor in it as well. Um, Yeah, definitely check it out. I know you've been recommending that show ever since i've met you <laughs> i but have the box have I, yeah i was gonna say have i watched it no i think it's, i've seen a couple episodes like on tv my mom used you gotta to watch, watch it, from beginning but, to yeah, end so i didn't know what was happening but um it did seem interesting it's just one that i've never actually sat down and watched but we'll someday yes someday. i will give it a go i promise <laughs> okay okay my next show which we kind of briefly talked about earlier was parks and recreation <laughs> um which basically follows, you know, the absurd, absurd antics of Indiana Town of Pawnee uh, <laughs> public officials as they pursue projects to make their city a better place. So you got Leslie Nope, you got Ron Swanson, April, Jerry, Tom, Donna, Andy. Is and, it Jerry or Gary? Uh, it's both. <laughs> it's, it's whatever one. <laughs> he, poor, I guess, originally was going to be Ron, but they, uh, you know, cast, you know, um, someone else and then... Uh, 
So they just made a character just for him. And April also is made just for Aubrey Plaza because like one of the creators was like, I just met the weirdest girl ever. (laughs) And yeah, so then they ended up casting and making a character for her, which was April. Now was Aziz created for Aziz? Because I feel like that is, you know, all improv. I don't know about that, but (laughs) that's probably probable too. But (laughs) Ron Swanson, best character. He's character. He's so good. Oh yeah. That, like I said earlier, that scene where like he gets sick or something, I think he's sick or something. Or Anne makes him go to the doctor. Yeah. And then she makes him like eat a banana at the end. Oh, his facial expression (laughs) eating a banana is so good. I don't know why. That's just like one of my favorite Ron moments. He's a steak and bacon guy. Yeah. (laughs) But it's definitely just so funny. And I love Leslie. And I love Ben. And I love them together. And Ben's nerdy. Adam Scott. Yeah. 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 Rob Lowe was on it. What was his name on the show? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I Chris watched... Traeger. Yeah, he was funny too. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a funny. It's, it's shot like The Office. It reminds me of the way they use the camera. Well, it was um, supposed to originally be like a spin off <clears throat> of that, but then it just kind of came, you know, its own thing. Its own thing. Yeah. I'm Which I love that. The Office too. That was on my, one of my honorable mentions, but um, I just love the show better, I think. There's a lot of great characters on Parks and Recreation. Um, Chris Pratt, you know, got his big, big start. I mean, he was in a movie or two before that, but he definitely shined and got even crazy more popular after this. He was actually casted because of his work on the OC. They saw him in that and they were like, oh, let's do that. And that character, his character, Andy, was actually not supposed to be past like the first season. Hmm. But he was so likable so and liked, hilarious yeah. that yeah, they just wrote him in. So. The the outtakes are great. Like he's making everybody laugh with the outtakes because he improvs a lot of stuff and yeah. does a lot of crazy stuff to shock them. Which so. does not surprise me knowing Chris Pratt. <laughs> I mean, not so much now, Chris Pratt, but Chris Pratt. Yeah, then. I used to just see. I loved him from Parks and Rec, and I was always a huge fan. And then he just kind of got like. It's when he got ripped. You know, and yeah, and then just like over, <laughs> overly popular, and it just kind of ruined him a little bit for me. But I still think I think Guardians know. of the Galaxy is great. Oh no, I do. I love those movies so, so much. much. Oh no, we're not going to talk about that. But. <laughs> um, and I guess uh, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman actually shot a makeout scene for the gag reel of every season, but it never actually made it into the gag reel due to it being really disgusting to watch. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> According disgusting. to one of the writers. So, <laughs> And I'm like, disgusting or not, I kind of want to see that. <laughs> Just I one time, too, even though I'd be reason. like, never again, but I saw it. <laughs> oh, and I like, um, God, the they're annoying, but uh, the brother and sister, Henry Winkler's kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, friends of Aziz. Yeah. God, what are their names? Oh, um, I, I forget. Um, oh, I know Ben Schwartz is the actor that plays him. He's also the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, God, I can't remember their names, but they're so over the top. Oh, one, the sister was Mona Lisa. Money, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his name. That's okay. We're not prepared for that. I kind of yeah, no. threw that question out there. It's okay. But, um, uh, oh, sorry, one more thing sure. that everybody probably knows about because it's just like a national holiday now. 
on Valentine's Day. It's called Galentine's Day, which actually was made popular for Barks and Rec, but people celebrate it every year. That's with crazy. With their friends on Valentine's Day. If you oh, okay. don't have a date or loved one, get with your gal. That's funny. Or guy, whatever. How I Met Your Mother had, Should some be fake, Valentine's. had some fake holidays, and yet I don't see them celebrated. Like, not a Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, my next favorite show is a, is a comedy. Um, it is Community. Uh, it aired on NBC in 2009. It lasted six seasons. Um, the first five seasons were on NBC weekly, and I did watch this weekly. And then the sixth season I wasn't able to watch because it was on some channel called Yahoo Screen. Um, okay. wasn't familiar with that, so I had to wait until that came out on DVD, and then I just bought them all, so I was able to... So I didn't get to see the sixth season until it was released on video. Um, but it uh, is very funny show, very uh, meta humor, uh, uses a lot of uh, pop culture references. Created by Dan Harmon, who is also the co-creator of Rick and Morty. Which, which I that was in my honorable mentions. I, I've never seen it. I love it so messed up, but it's so funny. Um, the Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe, uh, who people now know being uh, being the directors of the uh, few of the MCU movies, Civil War, and uh, Avengers: Infinity War, and Endgame, and Winter Soldier, they. Uh, directed a few episodes of community as well and actually if you um watch their mcu movies you'll see cameos from random cast members of community in there um it's pretty good uh so the the show is about a group of random people of all ages uh they eventually become close friends uh, while attending community college because of various reasons uh, each episode shows the group getting into different situations while building their characters and becoming more of a dysfunctional family um they're all completely different but they they're so close to each other and they get into all these adventures together and it's the most ridiculous random adventures especially with the background being a community college the show is filled with pop culture references, meta humor, tons of homages to various films and TV shows. Um, I do like the opening theme song. It's a song called At Least It Was Here uh, by a band called The 88. Um, the 88 actually appeared uh, on an episode of How I Met Your Mother as themselves as a, a band that played at a prom that Marshall and Lily snuck into to watch because they got a, got word that they could be the band to play at their wedding. Um, okay, I remember that episode. Uh, it's it's the show has really smart writing. It's so funny. Um, there's a lot of great classic episodes. Uh, they had a lot of great um, cameos from different uh, uh, actors, like Anthony Michael Hall is in a couple episodes, and you know, from Breakfast Club, and he he plays a like an asshole bully character. So it's really funny him being this nerdy character in the eighties. And now he's like this asshole bully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack Black is in an episode being well, Jack Black, Rob Corddry from hot tub time machine pops up in there as well as an asshole. I mean, he's just a lot of these cameos are assholes, but they yeah. <laughs> but they play them very well. Uh, the show has a great main cast as well. Joel McHale is the lead. Um, I remember seeing him from um, talk soup, uh, he was one of the newer oh, hosts yeah. of Talk Soup, that I show. I never watched that. He but... had his own show on Netflix. I don't know if it's still going, but it's sort of a revamp of Talk Soup, almost like um, Web Soup, Chris Hardwick's Web Soup, a little bit of Tosh.0, like that kind oh, okay. of thing where he talks about, talks to the audience about whatever's on TV. He's just really funny, and he plays uh, 
Jeff, who uh, was recent, uh, recently a lawyer who was disbarred because they found out he didn't really have a legitimate degree, a college degree. Uh, he kind of lied his way into it. So he needs to go to community college to get that degree. Also, he's an asshole. Yeah. Um, Gillian Jacobs uh, plays Britta. She's a desperate social. I love her. <laughs> She's a desperate social activist and atheist, uh, but she makes incredibly terrible decisions and seems very pretentious at times. But she loves to help people. Um, she's a very cool character. Uh, she's from a show called Love on Netflix that I, ironically, love. Yeah, yeah. it's a good show. Good show. <laughs> it's great. All right, all right. Uh, Danny Pudi, or Pudi, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, plays Abed. He's a very, he's a socially awkward nerd, obsessed with movies and TV shows. Boy, I can relate. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he kind of treats, he doesn't really live in reality and kind of treats the, the world and his friends as a TV show. So he's basically the character of us. He's the audience. <laughs> uh, Yvette Nicole Brown plays Shirley. She's a very highly religious single mother and forces her beliefs on the rest of the group, even though they're all completely different with their religious beliefs. Uh, Allison Brie is in it as Annie. She's a very naive overachiever. She was very unpopular in high school, so she desperately tries to impress everyone now, and it gets a little crazy. <laughs> Uh, she's the youngest, too, so she's very childish in a lot of ways. Donald Glover. This is where I, the first thing I've seen him from. People now know him as, um, God, what's the show he's on now? Atlanta, Atlanta I think. Uh, and, yep. and he's and also the rapper, rapper Childish yep. Gambino. Mm-hmm. Uh, he raps a little on Community, and I think that was a stepping stone towards that. But this was the first thing I ever seen him in. And other than that little small part in Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, he was a stand-up comedian, too, right? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I've listened to Maybe. some of his stand-up. Maybe. I think it was yeah. after. Community. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know if it was before or after, yeah. I don't know. Fellow listeners out there, whatever it is, let us know. Yeah. Uh, Sorry uh, for wrong. <laughs> Donald Glover <laughs> plays Troy. He's, uh, he was a high school jock, and he kind of, uh, and, a, and an asshole, very, um, and he like won like every game. He was captain of the football team and stuff like that, and he kind of took that cockiness into college and tried to be all tough and whatever, but then kind of became more comfortable with the nerd-like character that he actually is, uh, especially because he hooks up with Abed. They become best friends, and he's way nerdier, but he's a little dumb. Um, one of my favorite lines is, or it's, it's, it's uh, well, the last guy is Chevy Chase. Uh, here he has a horrible reputation of being one of the worst people to work with in Hollywood. They actually fired him after three or four seasons, so he's not in the last few seasons, but I it it's insane. <laughs> um, I love Chevy Chase since I was a kid in the vacation movies and Caddyshack, but yeah, I hear he is a horrible, horrible person to work with, and that sucks because he's really funny. But he plays uh, a racist, big surprise, cynical old <laughs> guy that's going to college. He's the heir to a moist towelets empire. <laughs> <laughs> he lacks empathy, and he's very rude and arrogant. Um, he does have some funny moments. I do like him, but I do see eventually once you get through the show that he's kind of just in that I don't care mood or mode, and yeah, it's it's a shame. Um, but there is a great, great uh, scene I like where it, him and Troy uh, become friends-ish, um, and they're making fun of each other. And uh, Pierce is like, "Yeah, well, Troy thinks all all boy or all dogs are boys and all cats are girls." And he's and Troy's like, "Have you ever seen a cat penis? I've never seen one. How do you know?" <laughs> so he's kind of dumb. Um. The group it, it also has Jim Rash. 
I, I've become a huge fan of Jim Rash. He's a writer. He wrote a lot of movies and directed uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, which I totally forgot about when I was making an honorable honorable mentions list on the movie episode. And it's called The Way Way Back. He wrote and directed that movie. It's phenomenal. Great, oh, great little I, indie that movie. Has, um, Steve Carell and Tony Collette and and um, Sam Rockwell. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yes, so that's good. a great movie. So yeah. good. Jim I Rash. Really liked he's that. he's very good. He won an Oscar for writing The Descendants with George Clooney, which I never saw, but um, he plays the dean and <laughs> the dean Craig Pelton. Uh, Craig Pelton tries really hard every episode for the school to be more like a real university by making it fun and politically correct. A lot of times those attempts don't go to plan, and he's in love with Jeff. He, <laughs> he likes to cross-dress, and every episode he's featured Ain't in, he comes, out, he comes out in a ridiculous costume, but he's so funny as it. <laughs> uh, anyways, I could talk about this show forever. It's, it's so funny. I, I definitely recommend it to anybody that hasn't seen it, because it's just, it, like I said, it does use a lot of pop, pop culture and meta humor, but... If you've seen the things that they talk about, it it works. Yeah, it's perfect. I think I've seen a couple seasons, and that's about it. Um, not not because I didn't like it. I just again, it's just a show that I just didn't have access to. I guess after I have the seasons, I have the so. seasons. You can borrow them. Okay, which um, I think I actually watched the two seasons <laughs> with you. I think Josh and I both. Did. Um, I will one last thing about it. I will say notable episodes is the Dungeons and Dragons episode. Very good. There's a Christmas musical episode where they're in the the choir and the 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 choir coach is all obsessed with them getting into regionals, which is hilarious. There's a zombie Halloween episode, the Claymation Christmas episode, and, of course, the paintball tournament episode. So those are all <laughs> fantastic. Anyways, go ahead. Next one. Okay. So my next is That 70s Show, mm-hmm. which ran from 1998 to 2006. It's a long-running show. Great theme yeah. song. Which, you know, everyone stopped watching it in the last season because Topher Grace is not in the last season. Really? Which, um... Is that when he became a movie star? Is that when he uh, became... It must be. I think he was Venom? working on something. Yeah, there was some reason why he wasn't in the last season. I can't remember. Um, but I... The last... Like, a lot of people don't like last season because he was... Uh, replaced not technically they as actually eric were... no not they were going to the guy who plays i think his name's randy in the last season mm. was supposed to be the new eric they were supposed to make a joke like oh he's been in africa for so long he's changed but they decided <laughs> to write him as a different character and thank goodness but one of my favorite episodes actually is from the last season surprisingly um when they're like donna's like recording a, a tape for Eric to send to him to Africa. So he's, she's like interviewing everybody to say things about, you know, or to him or whatever that, I don't know why I just love that episode so much, but um, I regularly quote red. I'm sure everybody I does. I love red. The, Dumbass. <laughs> yeah. I say that to Josh all the time. <laughs> that guy is great. Yeah. I just love it. I love Kitty. I just think like those two as parents like even though they're so different because kitty is so like i mean she's got her rough spots you know she can be mean sometimes but she's just so hilarious and that laugh (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i just love her it was nice to see her in wandavision yeah first episode i think i think so yep because she's the the boss's boss's wife wife. yep still the same (laughs) yep exactly the same what's her secret but um i just think the whole show just has 
you know, just the comedy's great and the friendships are great and I love yeah, it. Yeah, and they on regular cable they were able to get away with the whole humor of smoking pot in a circle. Yeah, it was actually uh, I'm pretty sure it was like Fox. Yeah. A Fox show. They, they so it was on like uh local channels and I watched that weekly. Maybe not quite the last season, I think. I don't think I did, but when it first came out, it was like a show that my family and I would sit down weekly and watch together. Okay. And it's a uh, and if anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's, you know, a comedy revolving around a group of teenage friends, their mishaps and their coming of age set in the 1970s Wisconsin. Um which Mila Kunis is in this as Jackie mm -hmm. and she was actually 14 years old when she first started this show she actually lied about her age uh -oh. and said she was going to be 18 but never said when she was going to be 18 and her first kiss on the show was with Ashton Kutcher and, and I was like her literally her kiss. yes her literal oh first kiss it doesn't matter now and she's now, a superstar now. I know but you watch it back and you're like oh it's <laughs> kind of cringy because how yeah. old was Ashton Kutcher <laughs> I know and you know and he was like a model before this he, he's like, creepy too yeah he thought that he was gonna get fired because his acting was so horrible because oh it's raining if anyone can hear that pitter and it's <laughs> sun like the sun is shining out there's been a weird week of rain yeah it, it it's Michigan for you it'll stop in like 30 seconds yeah <laughs> I apologize. At first, I thought someone was here, but okay. Um, <laughs> no, I love that 70s show. I haven't seen all of them, and I probably watched them out of order, but the ones I've seen are very funny. I do like, you know, the, when they're... You don't actually see them smoke pot, but you see the, the camera does the going around them when they're at the table being high. Yeah, it's actually very like funny. strawberry uh, scented smoke, I guess. <laughs> Ta talking about <laughs> random things. Um, yeah, I just the, think it's great. Fez. I like Fez. Mm -hmm. He's a funny character. Which Fez actually means um, or stands for foreign exchange student. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, his uh, home country is never mentioned. Like, we don't actually That's true. know, I don't know where, he's where from. Fez is from. <laughs> yeah. And it launched the careers of all those all those uh, character, all those actors. Yep, um, especially Topher Grace, because he was discovered from some, like, high school play. It's always the least likely places that they find people. Um, yeah. And uh, Chuck Norris actually almost played Red Foreman. Oh, that would have been great. I don't know. Chuck Norris is so I good. I mean, Chuck Norris I is mean, great and all, Chuck but Norris. I know. But I know. Kurt, I just... Kurt Wood Smith knocked it out of the yes, park as Red. I he just was... cannot imagine anyone else being Red. He, he was just so He great. was always known as this hot-tempered, bad guy type character. I'll always love him from RoboCop. RoboCop, but... Yeah. He's just no. so great. That's that alternate universe I want to go to where I'm seeing Chuck Norris is red. I, yeah. I would like to see it, though. <laughs> Too bad they didn't have a what-if show for other things for, yeah. what than if just Chuck Marvel. Norris was red. Yeah. I would watch that show for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Teach the kids life lessons and karate. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, definitely recommend it. Um, I could talk is about the show on anything? Over. Uh, it used to be on Netflix, but I think they took it off. And it, I feel like everything's going to some weird Peacock streaming. Every, I don't know if, if it's on Peacock, but, you know, maybe. I don't know. Six years from now, like, there's going to be, like, 30 different streaming services. Yeah. And they're all going to have completely different things. And uh, just... uh, cable TV is going to be, like, obsolete. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
I think cable is still good. Like I never, ha- I haven't had cable in like twenty years. Yeah. But because there's all these channels, there's all the exactly. I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. I think that's really what's keeping not for it, me. My keeping husband, it Josh, going because I, I don't the, really watch sports. Ball. Is the sports stuff so? Because there's not really a sports channel. I mean, I, there is like online ESPN. Well, now online, they do. But, yeah. You know, you, there are people that are fans of seeing the game live mm-hmm. right now on their TV. You know, or, you know, and I get that. Well, there's people so. like me who could care less. <laughs> Josh is like, don't you want to watch it? Come on, this is history in the making. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's a, you know, it's yeah, its own it's thing. Just yeah. not I'm for not me. judging. Yeah, um, <laughs> I can't. You know that '70s show. They, I don't know if it was made by the same creators, but I do remember that it was very short lived. I think there was only like five episodes, and they canceled it. But oh, what that '80s that show? That '80s show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if that '80s show came out now, it would be way well more better received because now the 80s nostalgia is so big right now everybody loves the 80s nostalgia well, they kind of I mean, have that, that with the goldbergs right <laughs> that's kind of uh, like that 80s show right <laughs> and, and that's like nine seasons right i yeah. mean that's popular but <laughs> yeah. but because the, that 80s show came out only a decade later in the 90s it just didn't work and i think it starred Brittany daniel the girl from uh well, I think she's from Sweet Valley High, that old show, but she was the the girl in Joe Dirt. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, I remember watching that too, and I'm, I was like, I this don't isn't think, very good. <laughs> I, I don't think I did. I think you can watch it on did. YouTube. Okay, um, I should check it out, because uh, I've heard of it, like I knew what you were talking about, but I've never personally watched it. It's just one it. of those failed shows, like I bet everybody didn't know Bill and Ted had a live action show. Oh, no. Yep, after the first movie, they made a Bill and Ted show. It I've did not last long at all. I've never seen that movie those movies oh you should see them they're great i know they're in my list they're I different they're yeah. not for everybody um but i really like them yeah, it's I'm mostly because sure i grew HBO. up on i think they're on I, hbo maybe the first two i don't know yeah. if face the music is on there but no but i think yeah the, the original is on there they're worth so it's on my sure. list okay. getting to it <laughs> but um my next favorite show uh it's a show not a lot of people have watched um and it, it did end uh, it is Preacher. Uh, it, it, it aired. Never seen it. That's, that's okay. I heard it's great. Again, um, popular it, quote. It's it, on my list. <laughs> it it uh, premiered on uh, AMC uh, in 2015, lasted four seasons. Uh, it was developed by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Uh, Seth Rogen, um, funny enough, I just saw him in the news. He's uh, developing a new Ninja Turtles movie or cartoon next year. Okay. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, Seth Rogen, he sucks. Why would he ruin Ninja Turtles? I'm like, Seth Rogen's produced some great stuff, though. I mean, he produced Preacher. He produced uh, in- Invincible or Invisible, that cartoon that everybody's watching right now. And The Boys. He's one of the producers. Is that of- a short? No, it's a show, I think. I haven't seen it, though. Okay, yeah, I don't know what But everybody that is. talks about it. super violent and oh. animated. Uh, and then The Boys, which is a really popular show. Oh, my God. Um, I haven't finished this first season, but I've seen a few episodes. Seth Rogen produced it. Oh, that's so wonderful, yeah. I, I think um, he's good it's at very producing. very violent. It's very <laughs> yeah. unexpected. And, uh, I was Dean, like, holy shit. Dean will be on the next <laughs> season from Supernatural. Oh, he plays yeah. Soldier okay, Boy. Yep. Um, anyways, Preacher... Uh, it's based on the DC Vertigo comic series of the same name created by Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon. I never read the comics or graphic novels. I have looked them up, and they the show and the comics do have a lot of similarities. But, of course, you know, any kind of adaptation of a comic book, it's not always 100%. Um, but 
as just a f- um, watching the show, I, I was hooked into it. Um, it is a little slow starting, but it's you stick with it. It's fantastic. It's only four seasons. Um, it actually reminds me a lot. Is of it s- over? You oh, say? yeah. Okay. Yeah. They they ended it. Um, it's it, some of it reminds me of Supernatural because Supernatural does deal with the apocalypse and it deals with angels and demons and things like that. And so does Preacher. Uh, Preacher deals with angels and demons and Satan himself and God and the apocalypse and Hitler and uh, <laughs> voodoo curses and secret organizations and Jesus. I mean, the, the lead singer of All American Rejects plays Jesus in this show. Okay. I can't remember his name. Tyson Tyson Ritter. Ritter, yeah. yeah. Okay. And he's awesome. <laughs> and uh and then there's a character, the Saint of Killers, who has guns that can kill absolutely everything, including God. So <laughs> it is similar to Supernatural in that, but this one is way more ridiculous, way more adult and graphic. So there's a lot of violence and there's sex in it and stuff. Um it's just it's it's hardcore. Uh, I do really like it. It just these characters are really cool. So, Jesse Custer is our lead. Uh, God, what's it? Played by Dominic Cooper. Uh, he was um, Howard Stark in the first Captain America movie. Um, uh, just that movie. And that he, to we some did. Other yeah, guy. switched to some other guy. Um, he was in uh, the Need the for Speed movie. Yeah. Uh, he's in the Need for Speed movie, The Devil's Double, a um, few other things. Uh, if you if you if you look at him, be like, oh, I know, I've seen that. Guy. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, well, Jesse Custer is a preacher from a small town in Texas called Anvil. Well, he smokes, he drinks, he curses, and he has violent tendencies. So he's not really preacher <laughs> material, but he's there because his father was a preacher and left the church to him, and he tries. He does try every day to try to get people to come and listen to his sermons, but he's just not that great at it. But that's all he's got. He used to have a violent past, and he's trying to get past that. Well, one day he gets infused with this extraordinary power called Genesis. It gives him this voice ability to make anyone do exactly what he says. He basically has the voice of God, and he can tell anybody anything, and they do it. They have to, out of their own, you know, against their will. Um, the show sees him embark on a long journey to search for answers about his new gift and to literally find God, because God's missing. He's not in heaven. Uh, but he's not alone, though. He has his trigger-happy ex-girlfriend, Tulip, uh, played by Ruth Nega. Uh, she was um, had a bit part in World War Z and was also in Warcraft. Uh, and uh, my favorite character, the drunken Irish vampire named Cassidy, uh, played by Joseph Gilgun, who had a part in the movie Lockout, which I don't think anybody saw, with Guy Pierce and yeah, The like, Last no Witch Hunter is. with Vin Diesel. I saw that. <laughs> uh, not a great movie career, but he's amazing in Preacher. He's <laughs> so funny. Uh, it also stars Ian Coletti as Eugene Assface Root. Uh, he is Jesse's most faithful wait, parishioner. Wait, what is that? Well, really Assface, his name. <laughs> no, his name is Eugene Root, but they call him Assface. Okay. Uh, his, <laughs> I was his, like, that's uh, he's Jesse's most faithful parishioner who has a hor- horribly disfigured face uh, due to a botched suicide attempt. So he tried to shoot himself in the face and he oh, stayed God. alive. So his face looks like a butthole, oh, literally like his mouth looks like a butthole. So they call him that. Um, and oh, he's no. not very popular in town because everybody thinks he tried to murder his girlfriend. But really, she committed suicide. But he oh, was the only one in there with guy. her. And he's so nice and naive, Aww. and people treat him like crap, and he's the son of the sheriff. I will hurt every single uh, one of those is, you, people. You feel so bad for him, but he just gets himself into these situations, and you're just like, oh, 
God, come on, man. <laughs> Poor guy. He hooks up with Hitler. You know, I mean, there's what? like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not going to spoil too much, but it's uh, it's such a ridiculous show because there's so many crazy characters and it's like, what can they do next? And there's only four seasons, but it does end very well. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's just, it's different, you know, and you, you see Seth Rogen's name attached to it and you're like, Oh, is it going to be all filled pot humor and stuff like that? No, and his his stuff that he produces is nothing what his personality, his movies are. This is, you would never think this was produced by Seth Rogen. Kind of like you wouldn't think Halloween was produced by Danny McBride, but it was. Oh, yeah. The new Halloween. Yeah. So, I mean, producing and acting in a movie, it's completely different. Um, no, Preacher is awesome. I don't think it's on any streaming channel. I will. It might be on Hulu, maybe. I think somebody, because I, I recommended it to somebody at work, because um, the DVDs and the, the Blu-ray box sets, they're a little rare. I mean, you can find them on Amazon, but they're a little pricey because they're not um, commercially available right now. But I, I waited. I spent the money. I got all four seasons on Blu-ray. I'm, I don't care. They're great to me. I'll have to borrow um, them. Okay. After I'm done with. Burn Notice and Community. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Medieval. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Video game, not show. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a video game episode. Video game movies, I kind of want to do that. All right, but anyways, yeah, Preacher, great show. It's, yeah, it's messed up. Okay, it sounds amazing and right up my alley, honestly. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. because I know how to talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my next show is widely popular, too, and... A lot of my favorite, sh well, two of my favorite shows are Matt Groening. Um, so Futurama. Great show. Yep, 10 seasons. Got canceled, came back, got canceled again. But that ending episode of Futurama was, it made me cry. And yeah. it was fantastic, oh, too. It, just it's the almost whole like it never ends. great. Yeah, I own the whole series box set. I'm going to have to borrow those. Yeah, I haven't watched the box set myself, but it, you know, it has everything, even the bender's big score and like the, the side four movies, movies yeah. yeah which are all amazing as well and uh i just like you just get so sucked into all the characters and just like fry is just so stupid but like he's just so funny <laughs> at so the same stupid. time and then you got bender you know who's like just so vulgar and like right an there. asshole but like you just love him too like that's my dad's favorite like he quotes bender all the time and talks about bender all the time but um so basically, you got Fry, who's 25-year-old pizza delivery boy whose uh, life is going nowhere. And he accidentally freezes himself on New Year's Eve 1999 and wakes up on New Year's Eve 2999. Uh, he goes to work for Planet Express Corporation, which is a futuristic delivery service. And, um, you know, you, you got Dr. Zoidberg and Professor Farnsworth and Hermes and... Uh, the girl, the other girl, um, Amy, Amy. Yeah. Yep. Great characters. You know, I, honestly, at first when I, when that first aired on TV as being from the creators of the Simpsons, I'll be honest, I didn't really think it was that good. Really? I watched, I, cause I, I remember the, watching cause I love the Simpsons and I felt like episode. it looked too similar to the Simpsons, but just in the future. And yeah. I just kind of felt like they were copying it, but it wasn't until more episodes came out that I actually like really started to like, and I'm like, this is different and it's hilarious. Yeah. I, at some, I'll always love the Simpsons, but I think I like Futurama just as much. Yeah. They were 
they're tied. It was, yeah, it was very hard because, you know, and it is the same creator, so it makes them, you know, like you said, very similar, but very different. And it's funny that uh, he did Futurama because everyone thinks that he's a time traveler. <laughs> right. Matt yeah, Groening. He predicted a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that he does uh, Futurama, but um, it's just like, it's just so hilarious to me. And there's like, and there's so many episodes that I've seen a hundred times that I still don't skip just because they're still just as good no matter mm-hmm. how many times very you watch rewatchable them. yeah <laughs> um but they do look similar and honestly if homer was a robot he'd probably look like bender oh yeah um, for sure and, and then they have that, that crossover yeah, that, event. i was gonna yeah. bring that up that episode <laughs> is so funny when lisa's like do you realize that they kind of look the same seems lazy <laughs> that was great yeah it definitely is. Um, and The Simpsons. Wow. Like I said, that could be a whole episode just oh, talking yeah. about The Simpsons. Even just talking about all the things that supposedly The Simpsons has predicted, which I will talk about some of those things. Um, it's spooky. Yeah, it's very <laughs> creepy. And like some of it's not like exact, but like close, close enough. enough. Kind of like Back and to the Future some of too. them are from the 90s episodes, mm-hmm. you know, and predict stuff in like the late 2000s. So... Like predicting Trump would be president? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. But uh, Futurama is definitely notorious for, like, its use of foreshadowing in episodes. So, like, things that, you know, you can, just, like, little things that you don't notice. Like, the shadow, you know, when Fry gets pushed into the... Um... Yeah, their continuity is really good yeah. when they have to go back on episodes. And you don't know if it's going to happen, like, the next episode, if it's going to, like, foreshadow the next episode, or, like, a few episodes, or a few weeks, years, seasons. And so. what's what's great about that show, in my opinion, is, like, there's, there's these wacky characters, right? Mm-hmm. But you have all these questions about these characters, and eventually in the series, you get episodes dedicated to answering those questions. Like, where did Leela come from? Why is she, you know, like how she is? And then we yeah. get an episode where we meet her parents and stuff like that. So, which is a crazy episode. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I like that. I like it's very, very good writing. There's also some great episodes of sadness. Like, I know, you know, you, you think cartoons, cartoons can't make you cry. I don't know. Watch a Studio Ghibli movie. There's a couple in there that'll make you cry, yeah. but there are a couple episodes of Futurama that made me cry. The, the like dog, said, epi- the dog episode. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, that's that's a gut punch right yeah, there. Yeah, it really is. It just like shows you how loyal, you know, dogs can be, and it just yeah, it breaks your heart. Uh, and even <laughs> The Simpsons has a lot of great. Uh, emotional episodes as well the one with uh, homer's mom that episode was very emotional any anytime they have homer being uh a good father to like little lisa or when maggie was first born or like that one episode where it says i do it all for you it's like in his uh, workstation it's so good because you forgive him for being such an idiot and doing dumb things because he at heart is a is he a means good well. He does. He's he a good means father. Well, he's just you know stupid. He loves his family. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's really stupid, but he loves his he's family. He's like a little kid almost. <laughs> like I just love Homer so much. But again, that's you know that's coming. But right. um, and a big thing for Futurama too is like that hypnotoad. Oh yeah, which uh, actually the most in... annoying sound. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they do it for so long. Yeah, which you know they. <laughs> It's like a long-running joke, but like in uh, Bender's big score, 
you can actually find a 22 minute episode of that of just the hypnotoad just the hypnotoad complete with uh, titles establishing shots and commercials did you watch it no (laughs) i i I hate to say that i have not watched it but i have not (laughs) i'm like afraid i'm like what's it gonna do to my mind (laughs) just be really annoying and then at the end just be like why did i watch i'll just like skip through to the commercial the (laughs) The, fake commercials i even think on youtube you watch like an hour of hypnotoad for some it's just that one i can imagine someone making that for (laughs) six hours or something (laughs) yeah but uh, a couple of predictions that simpsons made you were gonna mention those uh, what? Uh, a couple of uh, the predictions or the things the Simpsons showed. That... Oh yeah. Uh, so the um, one of them is Arnold Palmer's death. Ironically, was uh, the twenty eighth season premiere, uh, which I don't know if this would technically be like a prediction, but it's just ironic that they uh, made an Arnold Palmer joke on the twenty eighth season premiere, and that literally was the day that Arnold Palmer passed away. So you're thinking if they wrote that and created that before, or maybe they got wind of it or something? or that Well, was... I mean, yeah, but it premiered the same day. So there's no way that they would have mm. known because it was already done and written and There's a produced. conspiracy behind that one. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that's, you know, technically a prediction, but, um, and also like the faulty voting machines that, <laughs> yeah. It was, was predicted it? in 2008, but it happened in 2012. Was that a Halloween beginning? There was one where Homer goes and he's trying to vote, and it wouldn't let him, and it and it or something. It was like the opening to a Halloween episode. I can't remember something like that. I can't remember either. Oh, uh, yeah, because it was uh, during the 2012 elections, a voting machine proved faulty when votes cast for Barack Obama went to Mitt Romney <laughs> instead. And in a 2008, that that episode, um, Homer went to the voting booths to cast a vote for Obama, but his vote went to McCain <laughs> instead. So You picked McCain. Yeah. No, I picked Obama. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, one of them was the murder hornets and the yeah. COVID. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. From from China though, right? Yeah. Uh <laughs> it was no Jap I think it was Japan actually. Sorry. Nope, that's good. And that was nineteen ninety-three. That's insane. Yeah. They uh it was like a Japanese factory worker accidentally spreads the contagious Osaka flu. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> and uh then they accidentally knock over a van with killer bees inside. So the spread of <laughs> murder hornets in America has coincided. <laughs> the That's coronavirus <laughs> and, yeah, and uh I... you know the most famous trump becoming president yeah ah, I mean, on the escalator that, there, you know, there that, are so yeah. many of them and it's just yeah i have just a whole list you, here and it's just think. like it's crazy so hard but it's also you know most skeptics it's just coincidence yeah like you know, ted cruz's just... cancun trip was a, a mayor mayor quimby leaving in a um what do you call it not a not a pin um natural disaster or whatever like that like he left for a thing and then there's a disney owning fox yeah also that was, was a big one that yeah was the... <laughs> and then old beatles fan letters uh was also predicted um you know I'm and sur- guitar hero 
I'm su- I'm surprised that that Disney owning Fox episode isn't banned from Disney Plus. Yeah, <laughs> it's on there though. Yeah. Like they, I, I, you know, watching a few episodes on Disney Plus, there are some episodes where they do make fun of Disney, and they they're still there. They're not like edited or anything like yeah. that. <laughs> so, good job, Disney. Let let some stuff go. Right, know, just, for whatever. sure. It's all for comedy. <laughs> no, but that. Both of those shows are fantastic. I do need to rewatch Futurama, so yes, I do want to borrow those okay. seasons from you. Okay, little, little swapsies. Okay, some, all right. Some series. Um, so my fourth favorite show. Um, this is going to be a long episode, but it's okay. Um, that's okay. It's fun to talk about this stuff. Fourth favorite show. It ended actually. It got canceled. I was very upset with it. Um, is Ash versus Evil Dead? I love this show. I saw the first I, two seasons, and they were great. Oh man. I, I like it. I was saying Fucked before, up, but I, great. yeah, I love Bruce <laughs> Campbell. Um, he's made some really dumb movies, but he's like Nicolas Cage to me. He makes a lot of dumb movies, but he himself is so entertaining in these movies. His movies could be crap, but he makes it watchable and you, you still love to watch him. Um, like I said, Burn Notice was still one of his best acting gigs he's ever got, but he's, you know, he'll always be Ash Williams from Evil Dead. And Ash vs. Evil Dead, it came out in 2015, premiered on the Stars channel, only lasted three seasons. And the reason for that is because the viewership was not big enough uh, as the creators hoped. Um, it was on Stars, which is a premium channel, and so that's understandable. I mean, Spartacus, I think, was on Stars. Mm-hmm. I actually um, recently started that again. It's, you know, and now you can watch all seas- all three seasons on Netflix, but they have no plans on continuing it, and that's, that's a shame. Although there is talk about a new Evil Dead film coming called Evil Dead Rises, and there is a new Evil Dead game coming out not sure for what systems but it does have bruce campbell and characters from the movies and characters from the show so we'll see how that goes um the series is a continuation of the evil dead trilogy of films with original creators sam raimi and rob tappert as executive producers and original original hero ash uh as bruce bruce campbell as ash does return as the character um, the show takes place 30 years after the events of Army of Darkness, and Ash is now overweight and cockier than ever. Uh, he works at a value stop as a simple stock boy. In the movie, he worked at S-Mart. Shop smart. Shop S-Mart. <laughs> but they couldn't use that because apparently in one of the commentary tracks, they did mention that they got sued for using that name because apparently that's a real store in like Florida <laughs> or something. But they didn't know. They thought they made that up. Um, so they couldn't use that, so now it's value stop. Um, but you know, since coming back from medieval times and in, in uh, Army of Darkness, Ash really hasn't done much better in his life. I mean, he lives in a trailer and he drinks alone in bars. Um, the show is modeled just like Evil Dead Two, or actually all of them. Um, it's over the top. It's super gory. Um, and ridiculously funny. Um, Bruce Campbell slips back into that character perfectly. Like, yes, he is much older, but he is still Ash from those movies. He might be a little dumber (laughs) now than he was in the movies, but he's still that character. Um, While working at the store, he is friends with um, another co-worker named Pablo. Great character. Um, Pablo has a crush on Kelly, who also works there. Um, and the three of them, they get caught up in another end-of-the-world situation as the deadites and demonic forces are unleashed again. Now, funny enough, the evil and 
uh, demonic forces come back because of Ash. Um, he makes a dumbass decision um, by getting high with a girl that he's on a date with and then starts reading from the Necronomicon like like poetry to <laughs> impress the girl. So, oops, the evil is released again, but it's up to him to uh, to stop it, you know, with his chainsaw arm and all. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, the budget is really good. Uh, they do use a lot of the prosthetics and makeup like the old movies. There is some CGI in it. I mean, of course, there has to be. Um, but it looks great. The characters are all good. I've just, like, I really hated that they they canceled it. And the third season, which I won't go into specifics, does end in a way that's very reminiscent of the way the Army of Darkness director's cut ended, where you could end it there fine but it's still kind of open-ended where they could take it somewhere else i so it's an either or type of thing and uh also just like the movies the presence of michigan is a big part of it you know in the movies the characters would wear michigan state shirts and things like that um there's a fictional town that ash lived that is his hometown here in michigan elk grove which is fictional um that's ash's hometown and uh he does spend a good amount of time there uh in the second season and third season but the people of his hometown uh they shun him because they don't believe the events of the first movie took place they think he's crazy and instead labeled him as a murderer and nicknamed nicknamed him ashy slashy (laughs) also in the show is lucy lawless uh which is now the second time working with bruce campbell because they were on xena together Yeah, yeah. she's great in the show as well. Like I said, very funny. She's also Um, in Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. She pops up in a lot. She's on... And Spartacus. I think Bird Notice, too. (laughs) She gets around. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, Ash vs. Evil Dead, it does help to know the trilogy of movies. Not not at all the remake uh, from 2013, which wasn't bad. I I did enjoy it. It was um, creepy. There was a lot of creepy yeah, parts. It was, some, it was well made, um, but I still like the original trilogy better. Um, I just like that cheesy, um, low budget. You just appreciate it more, especially the first oh, movie. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. It's like I said, it's good to know those movies, um, know the character of Ash to really appreciate the show. But I think you can watch the show without. Uh, seeing the movies and it might actually make you want to watch the movies after watching the show but i do recommend it it's not for everybody if you don't like gore and stuff like that then i i would skip it because there is a lot of that but it's it's so entertaining very well made yeah i agree i mean i have not seen the last season yet it's ridiculous but i have seen the first (laughs) two and i thought it was great (laughs) i just wish it'd keep going that one morgue Oh yeah, that was the second season. That is the best episode. It got the I forget what it either Rue Morgue or Fangoria. One of the horror magazines had a um award show and it got the the WTF award of the award <laughs> of the episode? year. Yeah, the morgue episode. I'm not gonna get into details, but in the second season there is an episode called The Morgue. Watch it, you'll know exactly why it won the WTF award of the year. Because yeah, it's it, yeah, it beats anything I have ever seen that year as being the most messed up thing. <laughs> I remember you telling me something really <laughs> fucked up but hilarious happens. And I remember texting you after I watched that episode. I'm like, I hope you're talking about this morgue episode because that was so fucked up but hilarious. <sighs> Great. All right. Okay, so surprise, surprise, we're moving on to The Simpsons finally. Which is a show I literally, it is always on 
in my house. If I'm not like, like if I'm going, I usually fall asleep to this show because it's always on FXX, you know, for people who have cable. It's always on that channel. So it's always on in the background if I'm not watching TV. Um, but I have seen the first 20 seasons probably multiple times. And it is a show that I recently restarted because, um, you know, it's just so great and I just love it. And I'm still, I think I'm only in the 22nd season it's a because long it takes, show. yeah, it takes so long. I mean, they're, they're on the, uh, just aired the 32nd season. It's insane. That is so, a long TV show. So I think it's the longest running sitcom right yeah. now. It dethroned the Flintstones. That was the first. And, and then, like you said, you know, people are hating on it and thinks that it probably should be over, but like, I don't know. Really... Keep it going forever. Yeah. It's great. I'm totally fine with that I mean, because it hasn't lost quality to me. I mean, eventually the voice actors, you know, will pass on eventually yeah. and they'll have to get new people to play them. But, and some of the voices are like, they, the voices do change, you know, I mean, it's the same actors, but, you know, you definitely notice a difference, like, especially in Marge. I notice a huge difference mm, within yeah. the last like ten seasons. A little raspier, her, yeah. Um, which and it's not bothersome, but it's you know it's noticeable. And then Homer's still great. Yeah, and then a poo. You know, they're changing a poo's voice, so we're, I'm curious to see how that's going to go. <sighs> you know, we live in a PC world now, yeah. so everybody. Has which to... you know, I get, I understand, but like also, I'm one that doesn't like change on my favorite shows and we're not racist or anything so, just which i think it's a little ridiculous when it comes to cartoons yeah and i know Ed, edna kerbopel got just like i know her character passed like, she passed away in real mm-hmm. life um but i know her character just kind of like went poof and was gone also did maud yeah well they actually yeah but they actually had an oh, episode yeah, she for got her. hit by a t-shirt you know they don't they don't really <laughs> talk about edna um which i heard i have not seen but in the latest season they do i guess do an homage i guess you want to call it or like an ode to her well, um, nice. i have not personally seen it um but they had to i'm pretty sure they had to get permission to use her voice clips hmm. i think from family and stuff to make that episode I just, I guess maybe we can't see anybody else playing, voicing her, so. Yeah, which, that's what they do, and that's what I like about The Simpsons, is that they don't just, like, replace them. They, you know, they retire their characters, you know, just like Troy McClure, you know, who was. I love that guy. Yeah. Um, voiced by, uh, what's Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, Rest yes. In peace. You know, that was an awful tragedy, what happened to him, and, um. That character was so good. Troy yeah, McClure. but Troy they McClure. but they did retire him, and you can see him in like the background of some episodes and stuff, but they don't have him actually speaking. And they had other characters just pass away, like Bleeding Gums Murphy. Oh yeah, but they did do an episode for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know why they pick and choose, but maybe just because sometimes it just happens so suddenly that they don't have time. But Krabappel, I um, it. She reminded me of teachers I had when I was a kid, <laughs> yeah. um, and I so I, I liked her. And then and then it was the episode where uh, it was one of the ones where they saw the future, and Bart was sleeping with her. That turned me uh, off. I think so that hard. was Miss Hoover. Oh, it was Miss Hoover. Yeah, because oh, he was God. like, now I see why now they call, call you Miss Hoover. Hoover. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, sorry, that was my mistake. But that equally is tr- terrible. It's still <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, you gotta hell. think like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10 you know and miss but miss hoover was lisa's teacher right, right for anyone who doesn't know that but um 
but yeah, that's fun. <laughs> but see, it's so funny because Edna is the reason why I, uh, my nieces and nephews sometimes has these teachers, especially when they're doing virtual school. I'm like, that is a teacher who is like, drinks definitely heavily after school or goes behind the school to smoke a cigarette in between classes hates her life. like not trying to be judgy you know but it's just like you just get those vibe from certain people and Lives you're like in a small apartment yeah by themselves. and you're like that teacher for sure hates all of her students <laughs> <laughs> like, and i always think of you know edna but you know one of the criticisms that i see from people about this show you know wanting to end it is they just hate the fact that they're all still the same age and it just they don't evolve but i think that's the charm but of their there characters. are certain episodes where they, yeah, they do, do go celebrate, into the future yeah, and, and they go do things but they I, do go like i think bart and lisa do go up a grade but they still kind of look the same yeah like they're not really aging much and like maggie's still a baby yeah um but that doesn't bug me at all no, I, me neither. I prefer them to be exactly what they are yeah, it would just be weird different... if they got older I think. I think it would lose completely if yeah. they got older like if homer became grandpa all of a sudden yeah I just kind of <laughs> same voice though but i mean it's yeah and you know, the hardest thing ever would try to pick favorite up at a favorite episode oh of Simpsons. God, There's is... just not. No, I can't even. I can't even <laughs> There's think. There's so many yeah. good ones. And I know a lot of people, you know, when I, I binge them not too long ago, um, I didn't make it all the way again, but I've seen them all. But I, yeah. I do want to binge them again. Um, I even start from season one. And then a lot of people I talk to, they're like, oh, you start with season one. That's like the worst season. It's boring. Oh and they God. go, no, it's not. It's still great. Yeah. I will say like watching it now as an adult compared to when I saw it when it came out. I appreciate it more now. Like the animation mm-hmm. is not the greatest. And it's Homer's, very choppy. The voices. Yeah, and, the voices yeah. are a little different. His beard's a little darker. Yeah. I think And a lot and of the I, characters have different hair colors. And Smithers was more dark skinned. Uh, that was actually one episode and then they changed him because he wasn't supposed to okay because they uh, didn't want to uh induce like a racist oh, right. thing. Okay. So they changed him because you know he's technically Mr. Burns. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I he's a, yeah, he's an odd so but I love season one. There is so many great episodes. Even the first episode, I still find it very funny. I guess really the only fault is the animation wasn't yeah, as good. I think Mo has black hair. Yeah, and he did. Uh, so does uh, Chief Wiggum. Doesn't have blue hair mm-hmm. yet. And he wasn't and that Milhouse, much of an idiot yet. I'm pretty sure has a different hair color. It's okay. One they got to start somewhere. Yeah. And they're actually uh, yellow. Like Matt Groney made them yellow because so when people are a uh, flipping through the channels and they see like a flash of yellow they're like oh hey that was the simpsons or hey what was that let's go check it out it's the simpsons that's pretty smart yeah that's why people don't go back when family guys on just yeah. kidding <laughs> that's okay <laughs> now i don't try and talk ill will about family guy like i, I love like it and all guy. but that is that is a show that needs to end uh i mean well i haven't been watching it but i, I, I do have. find it funny yeah i mean it's i don't know it's, it just ain't the simpsons or futurama but it's funny that a lot of these I even uh, I shows prefer American about Dad families, even over that. I do like American yeah, Dad. Yeah, I think and, American And Dad's it's funny that a lot of these shows about families, usually the dad is the best character. Yeah, I do. I love Homer. <laughs> Homer and I don't is know, the like, best. <laughs> I know he's like, and I'm not talking ill will of my dad, but like he does remind me of my dad, but not because my da- my dad's not stupid in any way. But it's just like, my dad has just like this little child, like, like nature to him and that's mm-hmm. what i like love about him and i think you know homer is the same way he's like the got this childlike nature oh he does with his little giggle laugh yeah and <laughs> like my dad is the same way and 
And so I just like always think of him when I watch The Simpsons too and like Homer in a lot of ways. And also my dad is a hardworking man just like Homer and, you know, cares about his family and stuff. So like I just compare them a little bit. Um, so I think that's also why I relate to Homer and love Homer so much. So. He's so good. Um, <laughs> perfect voice. Dan Castellana plays, uh, voices him perfectly. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's funny. You look at Dan Castellana in real life. And then you look at Homer, you would have never think that that guy voices Homer. He does not look like the voice that he makes. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, they are both bald, though, right? That's true. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> wow. I think for the longest time, I didn't realize that, like, Homer's dark was, like, a five o'clock shadow until I think there was, like, an episode where he, like, shaved. <laughs> Yeah, and then it just like came back as soon as he put the cap on the the shaving cream. Yeah, and I was like, back up. I was it was like, the date. Oh. It was date night with Marge. Yeah, something like he that. He does it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the Babysitter Bandit episode. Oh, because he goes out with Marge episode. and yeah. he's singing. So it's in, like yeah. a baby buggy bumpers or a rubber bu- rubber rubber buggy bumper babysitting yes, service. But yeah, <laughs> I knew something weird like that, but yeah, that episode's great. This is Mr. Samson. And, uh, was it like Lisa? They get caught like trying to wheel her, or isn't she like in the shopping cart or or wheelbarrow wagon or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. great. Scene. Yeah, and that, that was in the first great. season. That yeah. was great. Ah, but we we got before we go ahead. We do have to mention something about The Simpsons, the Halloween episodes. Oh my gosh! I could. Yes. Uh, that's a good marathon. I watch right them there. every October, every single one. The Simpsons as a whole. They are connected. They do have continuity. They do revert back to older episodes. So it's good to watch certain seasons first and then continue. And then they make reference to something that has happened. Not all the time. Some of them you can watch separately. But the Halloween episodes, you can watch them completely separate from the show itself. Um, because they do, they are off, like, they don't connect because they're Halloween episodes. Um, but they're all great. Oh yeah, they they touch on every kind of um, Halloween esque subject. And some of them, like when I was a kid, some of them really creeped me out, like uh, the aliens. The one where they thought the aliens were going to eat them. And yeah, like I don't know why. And then uh, it's like how to cook and humans. Then no, w- how to cook for humans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was this one episode which this one doesn't involve the aliens, but it's uh, it was like this gremlin was attacking the bus. Oh, yeah, that was a homage to the Twilight Zone Yeah, episode. well, that creeped me out when I was a kid, yeah. especially at the end when he, like, holds up Ned's, Ned's head. head. <laughs> I was like, oh! <laughs> that, like, Bart traumatized me as a kid. Yeah. I don't know why, but... <laughs> yeah, they're really good at that. They they do homages to older classic stuff like that episode with the Twilight Zone. They did Bart Simpson's Dracula, which was a nod to Bram Stoker's Dracula from mm-hmm. the 90s. Even had Mr. Burns with the... St- I, I'll, I'm this off subject, but that movie, it's great. Keanu Reeves' uh, accent is god-awful. And, but, and Gary Oldman's awesome as Dracula, but I'm sorry, that wig that they make him wear as old man Dracula, it just looks like a butt. It is the <laughs> stupidest wig. But they gave yeah. it to Mr. Burns in, in yeah. that episode, and it was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, on top of their Halloween episodes, their Christmas episodes yes. are also wonderful. And they're joyful. Like yeah. I was saying when she was talking about Futurama, they have very emotionally good episodes that really mm-hmm. make you feel for them. And if you know those characters, you grow with, grow with those characters. Any kind of 
you know, anything bad or good, joyful that happens, you feel it exactly like they do. Yeah, definitely. And then, and one other thing, like, I love Bart. He is also one of my... Voiced by a girl. Yeah. You know, when I found that out when I was a kid, I was like, what? Yep. <laughs> but now a lot of characters, a lot of characters are voiced by yeah. girls. Yeah. A lot of boy well, characters. Tommy Pickles. Yeah, Tommy Pickles. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But, uh, and his feud with Sideshow Bob... Oh, yes. It's epic. Ah, Sideshow Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Sideshow Bob with his giant feet. And his, uh, I actually used to have this uh, little tree. I, I killed it. Uh, not on purpose. Uh, but so you murdered a tree. I didn't. It was uh, yeah, I just... <laughs> plants come here to die, apparently. But uh, it literally... It was like all like... Like a palm tree almost, but it wasn't a palm tree, but I named it Bobby because it literally looked like Sideshow Bob's hair. <laughs> and that's the reason <laughs> why I bought like it. I was oh. like, yes. I was like, we're buying this. <laughs> and Simpsons. his name is Bobby. <laughs> and, and Simpsons is one of those shows, it's great to have like trivia um, games about. I, I actually have a... Um, I do too. Every, we all have trivia yeah, games of Simpsons. There's a trivial, I think it's Pursuit, and then the, I also have like a little box tin thing. And I also collect, uh, I have Simpsons Life, I have Simpsons Uno, Simpsons Clue, Simpsons Sorry. Um, they have a lot of merch. And yeah, a Simpsons Wheel of Fortune game. They've been everywhere. They've even had a movie, and I like the movie. I did too. They I, waited I a little like too a long of... for to release the movie and make it, but I did enjoy it, and I like that they continued off of that into the show especially with the animation style that they used for the movie yeah um and but yeah i feel like a lot of people didn't like it but yeah, i i thought it was great because, because it is the I'm first movie yeah. it's the big movie but you know what doug's first movie wasn't that good but i still watched it <laughs> yeah i don't think true. anybody's seen that movie <laughs> yeah i have <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't about that lake monster or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. okay. But yeah. it was Disney's Doug. It was after Nickelodeon stopped making Doug and it went to Disney and it was a little different. I think it was older. Yeah, and I, I also sleeves. like that sleeves. nobody knows where Springfield is. And, yeah. And, you know, Matt. There is a Springfield Ronan, in Ohio. There's so many mm-hmm. all over the U.S. And I think that that's the reason why he picked that. Yeah, especially is... that weird thing with Flanders about the four states that touch and where Springfield is in the movie, yeah. and it's like not at all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the fact that the church is right next to Moe's Tavern, so they can run back and forth. You know, the the drunks need to go find God, and the, yeah. <laughs> the church people need to get drunk. But I don't think they kept that in the show. I think that was just a joke for that yeah. part of the movie. But I liked the movie. It was it was definitely funny. Um, yeah and yeah simpson's so good one thing i never noticed either which i i think i feel like maybe they mentioned it but it's just something i never picked up on ned flanders is actually 60 years old yeah they did mention <laughs> and he's ripped yeah oh yeah the episode where like marge like almost has like a thing yeah. with him and he's like wet or <laughs> super nice i like the episodes where he gets angry i liked the uh, i like when yeah. they focus on him his kids are Man, Ridiculous. I feel so bad for I his know. kids. <laughs> they're so stupid. They're <laughs> yeah. not stupid, but they're, they're just, just naive. Yes, they they're like, super naive. don't know anything about the world, those <laughs> poor kids. And I remember uh, uh, when Edna and Ned got together, spoiler, sorry, um, and Edna pulled him out of their Christian school and put him in public school. Ned was so mad. <laughs> uh, they need it. Those poor guys. Huge world. So many great characters. Just, it's the biggest world, cartoon world that I've ever seen. And it's, 
it's so great. I mm-hmm. mean, there's so many great characters. I even like Dr. Hibbard. Yeah, and we could have a whole episode on all the things predicted, too, I'm sure. Carl like, and Lenny, love those guys. Oh, yeah. Mo. Their I feel bad for Mo, but he kind of brings it on himself. Oh, Krusty. I know. No, it's, there's so many characters. It's it's so good. Like I said, we could have a whole episode just talking about The Simpsons. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, Mayor Quimby. Yeah, he's very uh, JFK-like. Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, great show. So that was all your five? Yep, that was all my five. Uh, my last one will be quick. Um it's still ongoing it's the only show on the list that's still ongoing it's relatively new so it's like all these shows i talk about why did i put this on here i don't know what it is it's just i got hooked on it uh it's cobra kai came out in 2018 first two seasons premiered it premiered on youtube red now i know a lot of people um have seen it recently because it's on netflix and you binge them all on netflix um but no i i remember when they were making it i remember when they released it on youtube red and YouTube Red had, I don't even think it exists anymore unless it's called YouTube Premium now. I don't think yeah, it's I think even it's called premium YouTube Red. Now. I think you're right. I didn't know what YouTube Red was, um, but I knew it was a service that you pay for monthly, but they had a free trial. So I did the month free trial. Uh, <laughs> so, And I actually liked it because uh, they That's had... rare. They don't really do month trials They anymore. usually do like a week yeah. or something. Um, but they, you know, I did cancel it. I don't pay for it. But I, I did enjoy having YouTube Red because, well, for me... There were other shows and little movies on there that are not on YouTube, regular YouTube. There's no commercials on anything. And one thing I like, because I I use YouTube a lot to listen to music, uh, like looking up like live shows and things like that on YouTube and just listen on the headphones. And I can close out the window um, and still keep listening to whatever I'm watching on YouTube. So yeah, it doesn't shut off. So it's pretty cool. And the no commercials. So it's great. But that was the way I was able to watch Cobra Kai. They did release it all in one season. So, yes, I did binge it. I watched it on my little iPad. And uh, <laughs> I was hooked. I, I'm a huge fan of the Karate Kid movies. There are four of them in in the canon. I know a lot of people don't like to consider the fourth the next Karate Kid with Hillary, Hillary Swank a part of it. But it is canon. The creators do consider it canon because Mr. Miyagi's in it. I mean... It's not great, but it's watchable. I wonder if Hillary Swank's going to make an maybe. appearance. Maybe maybe she'll be um, like t- t- somebody's mom. Apparently everybody's related to each other. But like like Ash versus Evil Dead, it is a continuation of the old movies in a show form and this this and Ash do this very well. Um the, the original movie came out in 1984 uh, with Ralph Macchio and William Zabka as our, 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 our leads. And the show continues with them uh, 30 years later. And they're in, in their 50s now. Uh, in the old movie, it was that simple story of a new kid moving into town. And he doesn't know anybody. He's a little hot-headed and gets bullied in school by kids who know karate. And... Um, he needs to learn who knows karate karate anymore (laughs) right he needs to learn karate himself so he the uh super in his uh apartment complex uh, offers to teach him in unorthodox ways but it turns out very well and they form a great relationship with each other mr miyagi i mean everybody's seen the movie i don't need to talk about the movie so 
the Daniel and Johnny are the leads in the new series. And like I said, they're in their 50s. They're older now. Um, Johnny has never forgotten that um, loss in the 1984 All-Valley Tournament. And he his life kind of spiraled down the drain after that show. I mean, he's in the movie, he was a rich uh, kid and popular. And in the show, he's a deadbeat, lives in a crappy apartment, <laughs> has crap jobs. He abandoned his son, doesn't really have a good relationship with him. He's, he's still kind of an asshole. And uh, Daniel got big. He's got a family, nice house. He's um, owner of a car dealership, and he's very successful. Um, they do manage to bring in other um, actors and characters from the movies into the show, which is great. Always nice to see. It's cool that everybody can get together and be a part of this. At first, you know, a lot of people didn't think this would work. Um, this is a 30 years later show, but for the, it was written uh, by these guys, John Hurwitz, Hayden Schlossberg, and Josh Heald. If I mispronounce any of those, my bad. Um, <laughs> they're huge fans of the movies, and they wanted to make it make the show as best they could being fans of the movies and i like that i I hope a lot of writers are like that when they do like these star wars shows if they're huge star wars fans it's i hope they get to write star wars stuff right um josh healed uh one of the writers actually co-wrote hot tub time machine and in hot tub time machine william zapka who plays johnny is in that as a cameo as an 80s asshole character so i think the the response from seeing him in a cameo, because we haven't seen him much in anything, um, kind of got the wheels turning. And then How I Met Your Mother, Barney is a huge fan of William Zabka. He believes Johnny is the karate kid and Daniel <laughs> yeah. is the bully. And that kind of made people's you know, minds change about that. In my mm. mind, Daniel was getting bullied by Johnny. Yes, they're both instigators. They're both kind of flawed, but really... Johnny was an asshole, and he still is. I know you. you <laughs> now, ki- I like, know you kind of see from his. Love. I know you kind of see from his point of view in the show, but he's still an ass about it. Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't really tell it exactly right. I mean, both people are going to tell it to favor themselves to the people that they tell it about, but really, it's just timing and the girls in their lives that really mess up everything. I mean, Allie kind of instigated a lot of the things that happened yeah. in the movie just like daniel's uh, daughter sam instigated oh, so much stuff she's basically I, like, like the catalyst it, I she's she's great as the role yeah. she's believable um but she is the catalyst for a lot of these things that go wrong daniel's <laughs> so, wife is great uh, yeah she's really good too i, I saw her something else recently well either way the the, the plot of the show there's so much going on in the show, and if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to go too much into it, but I will say if you're a fan of the Karate Kid movies, I definitely, definitely recommend the show. It is very well written, and it's very funny, and it just takes you back. There's nostalgia in it. The soundtrack, oh, there's yeah. so many great songs that yeah. were from the old movies. The characters, like I said, like John Kreese and um, Johnny's Ugh. old Cobra Kai buddies from the first movie, characters oh, from Karate Kid 2. It's they're very well written. Sadly, we don't have Pat Morita who played Mr. Miyagi. He um, unfortunately passed away in 2005, but I'm sure if he was still alive, he would either be a part of the show or be very, very happy with how this show turned out. Now, even though his character and him is not in the show, you can kind of feel his spiritual presence in the show. He's still a part of it because they do talk to him, and it's very sweet. There are some episodes where you do get... You do feel emotional about it. Yeah. There are a couple of sad episodes, but that's how well it's written. 
but basically the plot of the show is there's they focus on these kids that um are going to to high school and uh, miguel um lives in the same building as johnny and he gets bullied every day he's, uh, he's a nerd he constantly gets bullied and beat up and uh he one day gets saved by Johnny. Johnny actually beats the crap out of the kids that bully him, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He goes to jail for it, but it is hilarious. Um, and Johnny always, you know, wants to relive his glory days because he's kind of a loser now. So Miguel sort of convinces him to reopen uh, Cobra Kai to teach, to uh, train him, to defend himself. And at first, you know, Johnny's a little reluctant, but he eventually gives in and does it. Because it does, he he can relive his glory days through that, and he starts to teach a lot of these losers and nerds that get picked on to defend themselves. But he does bring that fatigue of no mercy and slowly transforms them into little assholes like he was. <laughs> um, but it's great. Um, but unfortunately, that also ignites the rivalry with Daniel Larusso because oh, yeah. he gets wind of it, and their rivalry is back on. So great show very funny um i recommend it it's uh like as like ash versus evil dead it's definitely worth it to see the first three movies because they do rec- uh, reference all three movies uh, in not, the series they do flashback they do flashback yeah. it's like i said it's just it's same with evil dead like it's it's better to know those movies before going into the show so you know these characters but if you but you don't absolutely need to see the movies to enjoy the show because the show itself may get you to want to watch the movies that right. they came from. Mighty Ducks is a little different though. Mighty Ducks it's it, you don't need to see the movies because they are different kids, but it is the same kind of formula. The only thing that you would want to know before watching the new Mighty Ducks show is just who Gordon Bombay is and who the ducks are yeah as a brand you know but other than that it's, it's different so cobra kai great show um i will say they, they have a new season coming out uh this winter uh it'll be their fourth season they're teasing um karate kid three characters which is a bad movie um i recently rewatched it it's basically a crappier remake of the first movie <laughs> it's not very good the stakes aren't very high but the terry silver character is the only reason to watch the movie. I mean, yes, Mr. Miyagi's great. But um, Terry Silver, he's so over the top as the villain. He's like something out of a cartoon. He's so ridiculous. So he is worth the watch because you're watching him and you just... It's ridiculous. Like, no person would <laughs> act like how he does and his his plan for revenge. I mean, he's a super rich guy and he, like cancels all of his meetings for the for the rest of the week to to solely focus on revenge against daniel like that's so stupid (laughs) but (laughs) but he is worth the watch uh for it so it's good so the first two karate kid movies are, are great in my opinion and you know watch the third one if you want to um but yes definitely check out cobra kai it's on netflix three seasons easy binge they're short um, but uh, I, I will say I hope they don't go past like season five. I, I feel like this show could get ruined and stale if they keep it going yeah. longer than five seasons. Yeah, I kind of agree. But then also I'm like, I want But more. I'll watch it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. That was my top five. Okay. 
think that was ketchup. <laughs> that if, was... It, if that was caught on, uh, <laughs> if that was caught on a microphone, that was ketchup. That was definitely not a fart. <laughs> ketchup or uh, barbecue sauce <laughs> something, in the kitchen. Sorry. There. I don't know. Maybe do some kind of horror thing next week or something. Oh yeah, that that could be like five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could have the Nicolas Cage episode. Raging talk, Cajun talk day. All Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> I do love him. Yeah, he's great. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening.